0: Cheers.
1: Cheers. Welcome to Barstool Film School, a podcast about movies, drinking, and movies that are fun to watch while you're drinking in a bar with friends. I'm your host Dylan Quarles, one-time Film School washout, author, and publisher of The Secret History of Port Towns and Volume Two: The Silkie's of Port Townsend Bay. And I am joined, as always, by my intrepid co-host Cameron Roberts, the one and only bar owner and restaurant tour of the Castle in PT, which, for my money, is the best dining experience you're ever going to have in a haunted castle. Cameron, how are you doing on this I, fine afternoon? I'm
0: sure there's other pretty cool stuff. Like, if you include the
1: entire world. No, but okay. don't sell yourself short. Okay. Hey, uh, crack me open a beer, but uh, be careful not to spill any on me, or much like the star of this film, I will turn into a fish from the waist down. You guessed it. <laughs> We're talking Splash.
0: Let's dive right in. just dive right in. Let's
1: dive into this puppy.
0: So what did you, uh, what was your, I guess, what's your history about watching this? Have you seen, you've seen this oh, movie yeah. before, yeah?
1: I have, and it was a kind of the situation where it's like, as soon as the movie, st- I, ha- I have seen this movie, I saw it as a kid, um, so this, this is 1984's Splash, uh, and we can get to the nuts and bolts in a second, but to answer your question, I saw it as a kid, um, a lot of it flew over my head. But I did remember parts of it. Like, as soon as the movie started, I was like, I know this movie. And I, I am happy to report that I actually was surprised at times, several different times. I was like, whoa, what? I don't remember this being the direction this movie goes in. But, um, man, Mia was like, my wife was telling me, like, I can only claim that a movie was that this movie or that movie was my sexual awakening so many times before she's like how many movies are are your sexual awakening <laughs> but this is definitely one of them because this movie is crazy
0: for a pg movie dude it's ridiculous there is so much sexuality in the beginning and nudity lots and of nudity there is it's
1: yeah so that that is my relationship with this movie was being a little kid being like mermaids are cool and i like mythical shit see my earlier comment the plug for my book yeah. Secret history which is about <laughs> silkies which are a kind of mermaid yeah And so I've always loved that stuff. And maybe I could trace it back to Splash. I don't know. But I can definitely trace uh, other fascinations of mine back to Splash now, having (laughs) rewatched it as a 37-year-old man. (laughs) What about you, dude?
0: Yeah. You know, I definitely saw this movie. I don't remember it.
1: You don't? I did not
0: remember, like, I remember, like, hardly anything of this movie. Uh, I think I just saw it when I was way too young and I maybe wasn't. It was like at a sleepover at a oh, friend, and I like another like, slumber party. Yeah, movie. <laughs> it probably was a slumber party movie because I can imagine like it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty yeah, sexy slumber it's, party got movie. Some sexy and, stuff in it, man. And you're like telling your the, your friend's parents, you're like, it's PG. Yeah, it's you know, going to be fine. It's PG.
1: And they're like, oh, it's Tom Hanks. We everybody loves yeah. Tom Hanks. He's America's dad. Yeah. But, well,
0: especially because like at the time when I was going to school and doing sleepover yeah. stuff, that he was America's dad. But when he came out in this movie, he wasn't. Yeah, no. this is his first.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like,
0: feature big feature movie really
1: this this is big first big feature movie well the
0: first one that made a splash
1: i I see what you did there and (laughs) i love it let's talk about the nuts and bolts (laughs) since we are talking about sir thomas hanks uh in america we have knights too now and if we had them he would have been knighted for sure Mm -hmm. um so like i said this movie was released in 1984 it was directed by ron howard which is or or ron hayward if you're me uh (laughs) see lady in the water episode two where i butchered his poor daughter's name repeatedly uh also weird connection right like she's a mermaid in that movie and then he's making mermaid movies something going on there this is
0: one this is like his third movie yeah 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 Yeah.
1: and right after this he makes cocoon which really like skyrockets him yeah Um, i mean skyrocket might be a bit dramatic because he has other films that are definitely bigger like Apollo 13 backdraft and um, those wretched da Vinci movies with yeah, with Tom Hanks I can't stand no those I've movies. seen I think I've seen every single one of them and I think I've hated every single one of them and I think I've seen every single one of them more than once except for the new one which I've only seen once because I don't so think I stupid. watched the new one. Oh, my God you're fine don't. I didn't
0: like you know I I like Indiana Jones mm. I even like uh national uh
1: Oh, you like the Nick Cage? Yeah, National National Treasure. Treasure.
0: I think those are fun Mm -hmm. because they're kind of stupid. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's a little bit more slapstick than the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, Da Vinci Code takes itself pretty seriously. It takes itself so seriously. But for some reason, I cannot. And I read those books. And Tom Hanks is not that character. No,
1: he's not. And I will tell you this, too. You mentioned Indiana Jones and and National Treasure. National Treasure comes closer to the vibe that um, Da Vinci Code is hitting. Because, like, those books always flirt with the supernatural. Like, For oh, sure. my God. And then at yeah. the end, they pull out. And they're like, no, nah, yeah. just kidding. J.K., there's no magic. Yeah, Whereas right. Indiana Jones is like, is the grail real? Spoiler alert. It yes, is. it totally yeah. fucking is. Um,
0: which, which do you, see? you saw the new Indiana Jones. I sure I, did. I just watched it recently. This that, that is one of my only... I mean, there's a few weird things that happen in the movie that kind of our bizarre continuity things. But I like that movie. But I'm not gonna lie. I I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed I it. I thought I was gonna hate it yeah.
1: and I was sitting there being like, what's happening to me? I like this movie.
0: No, I really enjoyed it. But I will say, like Harrison Ford being all like, I don't know. I yeah. don't believe in magic stuff. Yeah. You're like, dude, you have seen way too I've much shit to yeah. not believe this? in magic like, stuff.
1: I've seen some stuff, but I've found that it's not about
0: if you believe, but how hard you believe. Yeah. And it's like
1: motherfucker Stop.
0: Dude, you saw people's faces get melted you off. You saw by a that. Like, I mean, he didn't, <laughs> like he didn't see it, but he, it, but like, but he heard it. And yeah. then
1: also, it's like your father's gunshot wound disappeared from pouring magic water yeah. out of a wooden cup. And another guy drank out of the wrong cup and turned into a skellington in no, front of you. So please exactly. spare me. You were also chit-chatting it up with like a 900-year-old knight yeah. in the same scene. So yeah. knock it off. Yeah, Magic's I real.
0: Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I, that was the only thing that I was kind of like, in that movie, I was just like come on yeah like i get it like you're trying to still like kind of play yeah we're whole, trying to like, be like yeah
1: i don't know i'm a skeptic and i'm a, i'm a man of science and you can't replicate it and that's not science and, yeah. I, and all that jazz but this movie anyways has nothing to do with those that movie uh except for the sort of connection there with la da vinci code um the writer of this film we have lo gants and Babalu mandel how about that for a name Babalu? interesting Babalu.
0: yeah
1: um <laughs> They wrote City Slickers. They're a team. They wrote City yeah. Slickers, A League of Their Own, Hanks, uh, Vibes. I just threw that in there for all the nerds out there. That's an early Jeff Goldblum film, um, which is very stupid, and Multiplicity, which oh, is also a very stupid movie. Yeah. Um, and then we have story credits, and they make a big deal out of it in the opening credits of this movie that you know for that you are well aware that Brian Grazer came up with the story. So yeah. he's a producer, and he's like on a lot of movies that Ron Howard has directed. I think totally. they're, they're a team.
0: Well. Originally, I guess my understanding is that he wrote like a whole script for this, and then no one bought the movie. Oh,
1: so they got other people to like punch it up or something? Well,
0: Disney ended up buying the movie, and then they had to like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it like ended up having to become a whole new movie. Hmm. They had to like rewrite the movie, basically. Because, and so I'm curious, like, what? Like, is it even sexier? I don't know. (laughs) Is it even creepier and more problematic? Maybe. Yeah, (laughs) I know.
1: Um, Last but not least, our stars. We've got Tom Hanks, of Mm -hmm. course. This Mm -hmm. is a young Tom Hanks. This is a manic Tom Hanks. This is a an animated man. This man is animated, and I will say this works to the film's credit as a bar movie. Yeah, you almost don't need to hear anything he says to understand what he is feeling. No,
0: he does a lot of good like physical acting. Physical acting, like fidgeting, like Mm -hmm. move, like when he was uh i can't remember what he was doing but he was like kind of spinning something in his hand while he was talking to his brother mm-hmm. like he does a lot of like yeah he's doing a lot of physical stuff. stuff yeah
1: and um that gets to like one gripe from an earlier episode of ours where we were where i was kvetching about how like in marvel nothing is real and so actors mm-hmm. don't get to make choices with props like yeah. hanks makes choices with props in this movie he goes into mm-hmm. a room and And he goes over to something, and he picks Mm -hmm. it up, and he starts playing with it, or he feeds the fish in the fish tank, or he does because those things are physically in the room with him, and that's like he's really using it. And so I, I kind of appreciate that. It's almost like I gave this movie extra credits for is it pretty to look at? Because actually, it's kind of it's just it's shot fine, but it's it's eighties, and it's not that like gorgeous, and it's not like like the shots aren't ridiculously composed like RRR or something or everything everywhere all at once. But it's still like. All this like light hitting real objects and like mm-hmm. real people interacting with their environment. So I'm like, yes, it's pretty to look at because of like my adult brain. Like, I like I like that Indiana Jones movie. I really do. But mm. there's a most of that movie is nowhere, and people yeah. are not interacting with anything. At oh all. no, they're no. just. I thought
0: the the younger face thing was kind of goofy, but that yeah. was
1: crazy. Yeah. And uh, I that's I was like, this movie is. I knew I knew about that in advance. So listener, if you have not seen the film yet, the first. 20 minutes maybe of the movie is harrison ford de-aged with ai during world war ii it's all the things you wanted always wanted from more you know you saw the last indiana jones there the last crusade and you were like more please, more killing of nazis and then you never got it and he went to instead to find aliens in the next movie you get it now you get him during world war ii fucking up nazis kills like 20 guys yeah but like he's a cartoon character and Yet, I still liked it. I don't know what's yeah, wrong with me. I'm broken. Fine. It was good. Um, last thing here before we go too far, which we already have. But we always do that because we're drinking delicious Guinness and delicious whiskey and a cocktail that you're going to tell us all about here in a minute. Um, We have Daryl Hannah playing The Mermaid, Madison. Um, she's tall. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She's naked. So, yeah, sexual awakening. Eugene Levy. This is like Eugene Levy from like you forgot he existed before American Pie, Eugene Levy. Like, if you're a piece of shit like me, like, I was like, oh my God, Eugene Levy? He's like one of these people, that he seems like Tommy Lee Jones. Like, he just sprung fully formed at one point. But it's like, no, here he is young. Yeah. Uh, Which is fun. And then John Candy, everybody loves him. I have feelings, which I won't air here because I don't want the hate mail. But let's just say he plays this character pretty fucking well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) kind of... But it's, you know, it's weird because it's like that is the... It's so funny that, like, he's a hero character in this, yeah. and he's just such a piece of shit. He but, like, that's, like, the shit. way we viewed, like, men, like, in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, we were like, oh, yeah, it's totally okay for men to look up women's skirts. Like, yeah, there's no problem just, there. No. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. As yeah. a grown adult.
1: Yeah, which is, yeah, the coin trick that he's doing. Jesus Christ. Like, when the movie starts... So. We we do need to talk about this cocktail, but the movie does start yeah. with a guy doing some like upskirt action, a, a young kid, yeah, on a boat. And when it's revealed that that character grows up to be John Candy, I'm like, that tracks, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no. And then he does it as an adult, he, he's and he says
1: something about like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah. in terms of like his creepy perv tricks, so yeah, <laughs> whatever. I do, <don't... laughs> thank you, John. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, sir, yeah. Um, Cameron, what is this colorful and delicious drink? that i have in front
0: of me uh we are kind of doing a smash mm. you know a pun, you know splash smash, smash splash, right yeah uh it's going to be a bunch of berries that we got from the local farmer's market mm. smashed up with some rum some contrao uh some a uh cassis mm. uh cordial and yeah. then some ginger uh kombucha on top
1: oh wow is that why it tastes so
0: healthy Maybe berries and kombucha Mm. mix it with the mix with the alcohol.
1: Mm. No, I think it, I think technically this offsets any damage the alcohol does to my liver. So, this is one of these um, probiotics. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of these net neutral drinks that I've heard Mm -hmm. so much about. Yeah. Well, it's quite delicious and it pairs nicely with this Irish whiskey that we're drinking from a massive producer so we won't even name them because they don't support our show like high side does and that whiskey is gone i'm sorry it it didn't it didn't last (laughs) i have a tiny bit left in a flask but i i feel like if i i don't know i just need to hold on to it forever (laughs) (laughs) it'll keep me young forever and then guinness because yum it's hot out people and guinness is good when it's hot so whoever told you it wasn't was lying yeah also
0: one of the lowest calorie beers out there Dude, so we're, we're you know the we're really healthy we, fuck are, fuck we are <laughs> we're just like kombucha, a kombucha smash and a lowest calorie beer we could do. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it's very delicious. So, all right. The Movie Splash 1984. We've got a mermaid. We've got Tom Hanks. We've got New York City. Um, it's a love story. We wanted to do a rom-com. Uh, because we haven't touched on one yet, and this is technically a rom com. It's romantic and it's it's comedy. So I don't know. This might even like be like a little bit close to like the definition of a rom com for me. Um, but I don't watch a lot of rom coms. Is the thing, unless they have a mystical <laughs> I, element. So. I love rom coms. Yeah, it
0: is like a it's a, uh, I love turning on rom coms and just like watching it play out. I don't know. It's so easy to predict what's gonna go. Yeah, Such a low stakes movie mm-hmm. for me. It's like you know if I'm it's like the same as like junk television where right. you just like are turning on an old sitcom that you used to watch just because you're just like, Oh, you it's comfortable. The, you know I know all the story yeah. beats. Yeah. It's not going to be it. You don't have to focus too much. And I think a good rom-com can do that. I you know. And there's good, there's like actually legitimately good rom-coms and then there's mm-hmm. okay. Good rom-coms. Right. But right. I enjoy I enjoy them. I actually think that, we don't really have them in like today's society as much. I mean, like I feel like it comes out every once in a while, and yeah. they'll be like kind of interesting. That new one with Jennifer Lawrence just came out. Is that a
1: rom com or I is think that it's a, a comedy? It could just be a comedy. Is that like a boob comedy, kind of? Kind of more like a probably. It seems like, I have like seen a it. big box raunchy comedy, like a la Neighbors. Yeah, could be. Um, I haven't seen it, but I am interested. Yeah, it mostly could be. because j Law IRL seems like kind of like a cool person i don't really go in for like the whole celebrity worship thing even though i love movies and i obsess about them and talk about them all the time but she seems like a genuinely kind of cool person so i'll probably check that movie out when it comes out on streaming unless it goes to netflix then i won't see it because i canceled my subscription go fuck yourself netflix (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, anyways yes anyways anyways um
0: I I enjoyed this as far as like a rom from a rom com perspective. I thought it was kind of fun. I yeah. mean, it was it was definitely playful. I think having like screamy Tom Hanks is kind of entertaining to see again too. I agree like with I you. Like d- I I haven't. I feel like he's just so. I get so bored in most of his movies these days that I just kind of. He's always playing the same guy though. Yeah. He's
1: always playing like your your dad.
0: To be to be fair, I have not seen Elvis. And I is he in Elvis? He plays the angry producer guy who like kind of verbally abuses elvis all the time mm. and you know i heard he did a good job in that and he's doesn't seem like he's just like the happy it seems like he
1: didn't he sign like it seems like he signed a deal with like apple tv to be in every single picture they make because there, there are a yeah. lot of tom hanks movies that i've never fucking seen that are on apple tv
0: yeah that other one where he had the robot i fell asleep in that one. Oh, i the didn't dystopian even dystopian robot
1: and there's a submarine movie a submarine with hanks movie? yeah
0: oh, he's, he's like hunting a
1: submarine that. or something and
0: there's, there's a bunch anyway
1: and then there's that um remake of a man called oh a man called Otto. ove or whatever yeah yeah the remake uh a man called Otto yeah a man called Otto's the remake the original the Swedish language uh original is a man called ove and the book is called that also yeah. or something similar and that's a good movie yeah. I didn't watch the American remake because usually I don't think American remakes of um Scandinavian films ever remotely capture what it is no. that that makes the scandinavian film work because there's just a huge cultural gap that's taking yeah. place see matt reeves um let the right one in or let me in his remake yeah. which is almost beat for beat identical almost not quite but yeah. very very close to the original Lit totally. the right one in and yet missing everything, everything. that makes that movie yeah. haunting yeah um that's another book that'll fucking turn your hair white yeah. uh if you interest if you're interested out there and listen, it. um and it's thought about the right
0: one is amazing that's that a, a great, great
1: great movie uh and good book too um and i don't care for the remake
0: no and, i wanted to like it too because it's like chloe mortez yeah it's
1: and she and it's at yeah. the height of her yeah. kid acting powers yeah. where she could really blow your mind as a kid totally. actor yeah because she was great and it has good people in it yeah it's just I don't know. It just doesn't work. Something doesn't. Yeah, add. it doesn't and add I, up.
0: And I may, you know, it's that. That being said, it's been a long time since I've seen either of those movies. Yeah. And I bet I could go back and watch Let Let Me In. Yeah. And it probably would hold up better. Mm-hmm. I probably would like it more now. I think I was just so pumped for it yeah. when. Because the other one was so good, I think yeah. I was like coming at it a little bit differently.
1: Maybe. Um, there's a TV show now, of Let the Right One In
0: oh really yeah
1: I haven't heard much about it but I heard it was coming out soon and I, I don't know if it'll be impacted at all by the strikes which I am Probably. pro yeah um yeah but yeah there's some there's there's something coming along that way uh in terms of let right one in um also uh another one of these translations which I'm skeptical of uh from Scandinavian to American uh another round mm-hmm or oh, yeah. just drunk in yeah, Danish yeah. with Maz Mikkelsen and all those uh yeah. uh well, I think he's really the only big international star in yeah. that film. Um great movie. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio is producing and starring in an American version, which you can fucking uh, keep it. No thank you. And like It they could
0: Leo usually does a pretty good job. I I just, I thanks. haven't seen him in like he's been in a few movies that are like kind of misses, but he usually tries really hard to like Get the essence of something. I can see, so like can see Wolf of could... Wall
1: Street, Leo kind of maybe bringing some of that yeah. like chaotic energy, totally to the character. But I, I, you know, I got it was a is a one two punch for me. It was a personal thing. It was it, which is not like I just got done saying I don't go in for the whole celebrity gossip deal. But you know, he made that Don't Look Up movie,
0: yeah,
1: which I thought was garbage. And I know other people don't agree with me and it's it's a divisive film which means it's saying something, it's doing something because people have different opinions and that's good, but for my for my personal take I did not care for it and I thought it was um just bottom of the fucking barrel satire like on mm-hmm. so on the nose that it was not clever. And that guy can be clever, you know, Adam McKay and yeah. in this case, he was not. And Jennifer Lawrence is not that movie. So there you go. Yeah. Um, a lot not of people... that I should have liked that movie. And yet I was like, this fucking sucks ass. Um, so I'm like, fuck you, Leo. That's dumb. And then he's got his whole like creepy dumping of you know every girlfriend when she turns 26 yeah. it's happy birthday get the fuck out and i'm just like ah man i don't i don't know it's like I, I try not to like confuse the artist with their yeah Whatever's. Sure. but at the same time i'm just like he's not he's on kind of a down streak for me so i'm not at all excited for his vision yeah of this danish black like. comedy because i don't think that they're going to be able to bring certain elements over to a western audience totally. and have it remain Uh, I don't want to give away spoilers for that movie, but the shit happens in that movie that is decidedly not funny. Yeah. And Americans don't like that. We don't like our comedies to suddenly veer off into like, unless it's, unless it's like subconscious and embedded, like the movie Splash, which we're supposed to be talking about, Mm -hmm. which is full (laughs) of dark and creepy shit. And yet we don't notice because it's like got a funny soundtrack and John Candy's hamming it up like, yeah. I don't know. Tom Hanks having sex with a woman who's has the mind of a fucking child for one. Like,
0: yeah. We
1: it's should probably a, talk about yeah. this movie anyways, cause that's Yeah, what let's, yeah that's,
0: here, <laughs> let's bring it back. So, anyways, what's our uh, what's our grading system? Okay, we
1: do have a grading system. Believe it or not, we might seem like we don't know what we're doing, but we actually do know what we're doing. So. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, we have a grading system that goes as follows: pacing, because we are trying to determine if Splash is a good bar movie, not if it's a good movie. It's, you know, that I'll leave that to I'll leave that to uh, to greater minds than mine. Um, we're just here to term, to determine if it passes the bar. So, in order to know that, we will say, how is it paced? What is the rewatchability factor? What is the WTF factor? And lastly, is it pretty to look at? Uh-huh. So why don't we start with re- we've kind of touched on rewatchability in terms of like I have seen this movie a couple of times uh-huh. and forgot huge important movements. You vaguely remember seeing it, and yet when it fired up, you were like, "Oh, never mind."
0: Uh-huh.
1: So let's hop into pacing instead. I think it's paced pretty well. Yeah, it hums along. And I totally. usually say it hums along often to the detriment of the film. But in this case, it actually is based pretty well. Like, yeah, they spend just about the right amount of time on everything.
0: Totally. And it comes in at like, what, a buck 50? Which is what you want. Yeah, it was. I thought it was. It moved along the the kind of the plot lines changed just at about the right speed for it me. Did, like, right when you're like
1: getting settled in. Yeah, it just kind of switches like, a little bit. To one thing, again. it switches to the other. Like right when it's becoming extremely problematic that Madison yeah. the mermaid has the mind of a child. She watches television for eight hours, and now she's, we've got her bumped up to an yeah, adult. And no, and he's, she's the so least. it's a little less creepy that Hanks is like drooling all over her for the rest of the movie, and from the very jump too.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, I mean, I love the, their meat cute in a yeah. lot of ways. I thought like him uh, being on that boat, that whole boat scene actually in made the, me laugh out loud. In the very beginning? no no i mean not that's that i guess technically when they first met right in the very very beginning right when, when he's like the boat, when he's a kid when he's a little kid but i meant more when he <clears throat> he kind of goes on the bender mm-hmm. and like goes a little bit crazy and then decides to catch a cab all the way out to cape cod i like that that's and then funny. and then he gets in, <laughs> he gets in that tiny little boat with that dude yeah and that whole like scene actually made me crack up the guy's like because like, the guy's like oh you know are you are you afraid and yeah. the guy's like, I don't know how to swim. He's like, oh, yeah. And he starts, like, rocking the boat. Yeah. I'm like, what that a part's piece funny. of shit. And then he then he accidentally breaks the motor. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just swim. It's only about a mile and a half back to shore. I'll just swim it, whatever. Yeah. And he just, like, swims back. And I thought that is just such a weird character and such a goofy character. It actually made me laugh. I thought that was very creative. Yeah. And then him trying to start the motor mm-hmm. and then launching himself off the boat. Totally. Uh, and then, like, but imagine a scenario where you're about to die this Mm -hmm. naked woman, like, shows up on the beach and then just flat out kisses you. I can imagine that. Like, she just kisses you and then runs and jumps (laughs) into the water. And he goes, where are you? Like, how emasculating is it? He's like, well, well, I don't know how to swim. swim." swim. (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) I know.
1: He's really selling it in this movie for me. Yeah. And I I had read the same trivia you did that you mentioned uh, off air that there was... A lot of like to do around the casting of hanks for this movie mm-hmm. like that he was not their first choice no and yet like yeah this definitely contributed to his getting catapulted into the like stratosphere in terms of being like a, a hollywood leading man especially for comedies which he occupied yeah. that niche for quite
0: a while until philadelphia yeah um, no for sure because and yeah because any like it's like this one and like my left foot no one man with the one red shoe or what is that I don't know. Uh, I can't remember that one. And then, but like he goes, he has a bunch of like kind of yeah offbeat kind of comedies there mm-hmm. for a while. Burbs. Yeah,
1: Burbs. Yeah, totally. Um, Big. Yeah, which is another like yeah. weirdly problematic movie in terms of like sexual relationships happening between people who are not mature enough to make those totally, decisions. totally.
0: It's also though like like even think about our music media at that time though like fucking. What's that, uh, I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. Hey, little girl, hey, little girl there's your mom at home. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It, like we have a lot, there is a lot of pop culture where it's That's like. true. Or Matthew McConaughey in. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all in right. that movie. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. he's like. Dazed and confused. Yeah, where he goes, I just like how I get older, but these high school girls keep staying the same age. Yep. It's just like, that is, there's so much of that in like early 90s. Totally. Like kind of zeitgeist
1: it's not just the 80s and 90s man like i i'm a beatles head mm-hmm. and there's like well it, you know there's mm-hmm. there's some like she was just 17 yeah you know what i mean and it's like what do you mean oh, yeah I, do. I, don't <laughs> I don't know what you mean no i mean it's been it's been around and like i listen to a lot of um irish punk mm-hmm. and because people in listener land can't tell but I'm actually a Caucasian male of Irish descent. (laughs) So my cheeks are quite rosy and I listen to a lot of Irish punk and I play a lot of Irish punk. And, um, a lot of the Irish folk songs that get punkified, um, have some dicey lyrics about like guys sneaking in through the bedroom window with a fair maiden that they met. And then it's like the fair maiden is like 13 and you're like, Whoa, Oh, what this, let's just update the lyrics a little bit for, you know, and, um, and on, on it goes. But yeah, so all that to say, what a weird time in American totally. cinema, at least. And Hank's hitting him twice there with, with Splash and Big. At least he went and was on the receiving end of, uh, totally. you know, for, for, for Big. Because this movie, you mentioned how he, he, she, he is saved by the mermaid yeah. twice. Once yeah. when he's a little boy and he jumps in the water mm-hmm. uh, and he meets the mermaid. Uh, Madison is her name in the film because he, he can't. No one can pronounce her actual name, yeah. So we name her after Madison Avenue, which I was reading on the trivia that this was the ground zero of the name Madison. So if you're out there in the world and your name is Madison, you can thank the movie Splash because it did not exist yes. as a female first name until this film came along. Wow, which is crazy because yeah, that's, that's a crazy. name I've I know I've known know, I've known a I couple know of Madisons, Maddie's. Yeah. yeah, Maddies. Yeah, for sure. So Maddies of the world, yeah. This is your movie. Uh, own it, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. Naked but,
0: crazy person.
1: Right? So this is our first instance of Daryl Hannah Butt in this movie, which we do get a couple of them. Yeah. And um, because after she saves Hanks and comes up to him on the beach and kisses him, like Cameron was just saying, she then runs, uh, kisses him out of nowhere, then runs into the water and swims away. And he's doing the whole, I can't swim, I can't swim. And, you know, she just takes off, turns into a mermaid. He doesn't, he misses it. I, I kind of love the effect as he's not facing the water. You get this. Mermaid yeah. jump in the yeah. background, pretty pretty dope effect, and it yeah. was done practically, yeah, with a springboard underwater and scuba yeah. divers and a stunt person and everything. So totally. it, it looks good because it's actually fucking happening on film. They did
0: a bunch of those types. I thought when yeah. she was like sitting on the bathtub and her legs turned into the great effect. That was cool. They really used like a effects. vacuum, yeah, to like suck the air out of eggs. So it like went onto a uh, mm-hmm. like onto like an outside. Scaly looking thing. It's so smart. And I was like, "That is really cool." It's a, it worked. It like works perfectly for the like the for feel. the is
1: it pretty factor. Yeah, this movie is the effects are great. Yeah, and they're yeah. all practical. Totally. There's no except for at the in the credit sequence, you see Mermaid City, Mermaidopolis. Yeah, and it's it's like a composite painting or whatever. Yeah. So it's like I can forgive this, but like, um, anyway, when Daryl Hannah is running into the water after kissing Hanks, you see mm-hmm. her. Juicy yeah. butt. Juicy butt. <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, also
0: like falls into, I guess, the is it pretty type <laughs> scenario, I guess. You said it, but <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you.
1: So um, early on, when Disney Plus rolled out, that's the platform I watch yeah. this on, uh, there was a huge hullabaloo around this movie because Disney did not had not acquired uh, all of those netflix marvel shows yet mm-hmm. do you remember when that happened yeah, yeah. when they all moved over and, and you went to watch disney plus and it made you sign in yeah. and say if you wanted to split your account into a kid account and an adult account because yeah. now they suddenly had adult content on there because yeah. like punisher is blowing people's faces off and yeah. daredevils punching people into a pulp and all that well after that moment when they were like okay we're gonna they went back and undid this egregious thing which i'm about to tell you about so when they first launched disney plus and people fired up splash and they were ready to have their childhood awakening all over again and see daryl daryl (laughs) hannah's juicy butt they were sore yeah they got ready to see daryl hannah's juicy butt they were sorely sorely disappointed to find that disney had digitally altered the film extending her hair down yeah. over the butt yeah but it looked about how you'd expect it to look not good like dude it, yeah. it looked fucking crazy look like she was a, she looks like she had a muppet for a butt yeah dude.
0: well i feel like even when, when she gets out of the water at the empire state building it's even more of like a zoom in shot on her butt it's even.
1: front and center dude. yeah
0: it's it's, it's, it's like, like right there it's, it's like she's swimming around in the water when she finds his wallet mm-hmm. she's swimming around the water and i know that she has like a like a skin-tight shirt on she's like pasties like or something yeah or, and but like you're seeing shadow outlines of nipple and you stuff see too. i mean like a
1: lot of daryl hannah naked in this movie yeah and is, especially in the underwater sequences because they're doing a lot with like the hair kind of yeah. over her breasts but like it's underwater people there's yeah. currents and things are happening and the hair is not always where it's exactly supposed totally.
0: to be and i'm just surprised that like is a pg movie i was just yeah. like i kind of i was just like oh okay wow All there's right. a shitload
1: of nudity in this yeah. movie. like if they <laughs> this ever the remake first, like, this, nudity, this yeah. if they ever remake this nudity see there this <laughs> freudian slip i told you people this was an awakening for me if they, this is a reawakening the other day no if they ever remake this movie though they which i've heard there are talks of a remake they we won't be like this like these are these no. days are gone forever yeah. like in a pg movie we're not only talking about Penthouse Magazine more than once. We're actually yeah. showing Penthouse Magazine yeah. in the film, which is yeah. crazy, too. But um, which
0: was Were they, like, a sponsor on this movie? Like <laughs> I don't know. They get Disney, a lot of shout-outs. Yeah, especially, like, are you— <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with all the reporters <laughs> yeah. at the end. And, and, is anybody here from Penthouse Magazine? That was actually one of the only lines that I laughed out. But I mostly laughed because I was like, did Penthouse Magazine yeah. pay money yeah. to Disney— To get into this movie? I don't know. It's insane It's entirely possible, dude. (laughs) It's so funny.
1: So where we were, you and I were fortunate enough to see the restored version post Punisher coming and blowing people's face off, forcing Disney to, you know, roll out the password protected mommy Mm -hmm. and daddy version and little kid version of Disney Plus. So we got to see Daryl Hannah's Mm -hmm. Juicy Cheeks, but other people who watched this movie a few years ago did not and I'm sorry if that was if you're one of those people, so just know you can go back and re-watch splash <laughs> now and in as it was intended to be seen, mm-hmm. which is to say yeah, quite bootylicious yeah uh here and there and a little bit everywhere because yeah, plashing forward Hanks goes back to NYC after mm. getting knocked on the head in this boating accident and um he and there's we we skipped over it, but they they him and his brother run this like, Import export business. It's
0: like a, it's a distribution for of like a food produce and veg, Yeah, produce and, yeah. distribution center. Yeah, and down in the
1: docks somewhere that
0: is doing well enough to be invited to dinner with the president. Yeah, which we so, find out. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and John Candy is an air dwell. Um, he's a party booze hound. Yeah, chase and tail. He's that character. Yeah.
0: like that. I don't. I don't know the era in which if I like. I just imagine when, so when Tom Hanks was in the bar.
1: Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about this scene with
0: you, but go ahead. But he's like, one, asleep on top of the bar, which I don't know if they, I guess maybe they allowed you to do that in New York in the 80s. Yeah, It's totally possible. Yeah. But uh, then John Candy sees those two women. Yeah. And he turns around and growls at them and chases them into their seats. He's like
1: a coyote from a, a, like a Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like his eyeballs pop out of his head and he goes,
0: aroo. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, ar, ar, ar. yeah, and I'm like, and they're into it, yeah. I was like, what girl is into <laughs> this? A <laughs> no, large random no. dude. Maybe yeah. if it was John Candy, like, <laughs> like, like, if like you're just actual actual John, actual John, Candy. John yeah. Candy, and you're like, oh, it's just weirdo John Candy, yeah, yeah, Whatever, I can get into this, yeah. But like, just a random dude,
1: rando John Candy, yeah, rando Candy,
0: rando Candy, Randy, just chasing you, Randy growling at you.
1: I don't know about that, but I want. I do want to talk about this scene, so. Uh, the bar scene takes place after a wedding, yeah. which we don't see, thankfully, because again, this movie's paced pretty well. Like yeah. you know about the wedding, and it's made they, they make a big deal out of it because one of Hanks and Candy's employees yeah. is getting married. Totally, but Hanks, you see, right before the wedding, because everybody keeps asking Tom Hanks where his girlfriend is, yeah, and yeah. he's like, "She dumped me," basically, yeah. and it kind of it's kind of like a, some funny wordplay there because everybody wants to see her. So uh-huh. apparently, she was maybe good looking as well because everybody's like, "Hey, where's your girlfriend?" Yeah. Um. And he's going on and on in this, after the wedding, he goes to this bar and gets mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely fucking plastered with John Candy. Yeah. But John Candy doesn't get drunk because he's large and in charge. Yeah. And he has this whole formula about, it's about how much you consume to your, of alcohol, to your body weight. Yeah. So question mark there. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you, Cameron, does a movie having a scene in a bar help <laughs> it be a better <laughs> bar movie?
0: Maybe. Although having the main character sleeping on the bar does yeah. not make me want to promote like, no. that behavior. Yes.
1: <laughs> you don't want anybody to get any fucking ideas? No, I don't.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't that's want anybody the... acting like John
1: Candy in my bar. like, That's not. <laughs> chasing, chasing your patrons around, howling at them? Yeah, I don't <laughs> okay. know. If that's that's totally fair. Because I was watching that scene being like, I wonder, uh, I wonder if this helps or hurts the movie. Which, I'll, uh, I'll ask Cameron.
0: Back to the wedding. Did you catch the inside joke there? which one when he like so Tom Hanks loses his shit and he yeah that one dude yeah and then John Candy goes hey hey like uh you like you should chill out that's the groom's or the white the groom's brother or whatever right uh-huh. that's uh ron howard's brother oh what's it So they just like brought ron howard's brother (laughs) to get yelled at and then they had like a little and said whoa dude that's the the director's brother oh okay (laughs) that's funny (laughs) which i thought was actually kind of a good one that's good that's a good joke yeah
1: um i've got a little piece of uh trivia about ron howard here that i think we need to talk about we can do it later uh all right so
0: Anyways, At, you, after the,
1: yeah. after the bar scene is when he, he's like, he, like you mentioned, he goes on a bender and then he hops a cab all the way up to Cape Cod and then has this encounter yeah. with the mermaid. He also meets Eugene Levy on the beach. Yeah. And Eugene Levy is like with a university or something. It's a little ill-defined. And yeah. he's out there with these two, two dum-dums. dum-dums who kind of are in the movie for a little while and then completely disappear, but it's yeah. okay. Cause they're not that funny. Yeah. Um, Hanks gets rescued. He meets Daryl Hannah. We see her, but we're mm-hmm. all in love. Uh, he goes back to New York with a head injury. Um the receptionist, I was I thought this was kind of a funny running a gag. Gig. There was his their 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 secretary at their at their <laughs> business. Hit with lightning. She's been hit by lightning yeah. previous to the events of the yeah. film, and so she is quite kooky for the rest of the yeah. movie. Uh and, and I just
0: like how Tom Hanks is like, she could still do a few things, so yeah, we'll just keep her around. This is to
1: demonstrate that he is a good dude with yeah, a capital like <laughs> G because we need to establish that he's a good dude because he's a, about to have sex with somebody yeah. who has the mind of a child repeatedly yeah, totally. and have no questions at all.
0: Totally. Although, you know, once again, to be fair, yeah, someone breaks up with you and all of a sudden you get saved Mm -hmm. By this beautiful woman on the beach. Mm -hmm. And she just walks up and kisses you without saying anything. And she's completely naked. And she's completely naked. And she
1: looks like a 1984 Daryl Hannah. And
0: at this point in time, you don't really even know that she doesn't speak English. No, you don't know. No. Or you're just kind of like this beautiful woman. Yeah. Just saved me from the water. Kissed me and then swam away He's okay at this point. (laughs) It's
1: it's, it's later that it becomes problematic for me. Yeah. Like when this part happens. So she finds his wallet because... During the events yeah. of the boat, when he falls and bumps his head, his wallet gets lost. She finds his wallet, also comes across Eugene Levy, who's diving, looking for evidence of her, we think, or something, and he doesn't quite get a picture of her, but he sees her, so he now knows mermaids, in fact, do exist. She goes to a shipwreck, which I really like this scene, Mm -hmm. um, goes and finds this cool shipwreck, and I like this scene because it's about a mermaid going inside a shipwreck and pulling maps off the Mm -hmm. wall and finding a map that will lead her to New York City, and it's all real things, people.
0: And she did almost all of her own stuff. She did, yeah. yeah. And she, she was like... really
1: good at swimming in the fin. Apparently, she was like really into mermaids before this movie. Yeah,
0: she actually learned how to, and they actually tried to get. A stunt double. Yeah. But no one could swim as fast as, fast as yeah. she could. And she was
1: like out swimming her safety team yeah. in the mermaid yeah. <laughs> fin. And she just like lived in this fin. Yeah. And they put it on her. She was like, you know what? It's too much trouble to take it off. She would just like yeah. stay in it. I think it's For great. hours and yeah. hours. And apparently she was developing or was involved in the development of a mermaid movie that kind of got derailed when Disney just did The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. Um, and The Little Mermaid originally was supposed to be blonde. But mm-hmm. Splash was such a success that they changed The Little Mermaid's hair color to red. To not yeah. be confused with Madison because it's Flash. a
0: very similar concept. It's, it is. It is. Like it is different time period, obviously, and different things going on. But, but like, there's a
1: lot of overlaps a lot here. Lot We're of meeting overlaps. a guy from the surface world, and we want to go be with him. Apparently, it's so similar that there's a scene from this movie that was shot, and filmed, edited, um, shot and filmed, being redundant. But it was. It was fully ready to be in the movie and they excised it where madison goes and speaks with a creepy old mermaid lady who warns her about getting involved with men from the surface and we get sort of an establishment of the magical six days Mm -hmm. deal which is a Mm -hmm. thing in the movie that never really gets explored like the cycles of the moon and she can only stay in the surface world so long or else blah 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 so that's very little
0: mermaid theme yeah yeah Yeah, that's ursula and the little mermaid
1: um so they cut that right out but um Anyway, so she finds this map in the shipwreck, which I just, I can't really stress how much I just, it's yeah. a, it's a, almost a nothing scene because it's like, you could write a movie where she just knows how to get to New York City because she's yeah. a mermaid. And yeah. also, why would you need a map of men to find a place, you know, it's the yeah. ocean. This is yeah. your spot, lady, but yeah. whatever. I really like this scene because it's an underwater shipwreck that yeah. they made. Yeah. They made this ship. Yeah. They put the barnacles on it. They put fish in it. So that they People could... acting underwater. There's turtles swimming around yeah. while she's like reading the maps. Yeah. And it's cool as fuck. And she goes to New York City. So this is bootylicious number two of the movie yeah. but this is the most bootylicious of the probably this is the most bootylicious the movie gets because yeah, you then get after
0: that it's not really there's enough this is the last they make her movie. wear clothes yeah. kind yeah. of pretty <laughs> much for
1: the rest of the movie which you know it is what it is but she crawls <laughs> she crawls out of the is. water at the at the statue of liberty and she just jumps down right in front of the camera yeah and I, you're like oh my god yeah. you know if you're like young me you're like wait what's happening and um she gets arrested yeah. because indecent exposure is a thing, even in the 80s, apparently. I,
0: I love the fucking dude who's given the tour. Yeah. He's just, because he, he's just like, he does not give a shit about this tour. No, he's been and saying the same saying thing, thing over, and over and over and over. And you can just tell he just does not give a shit. And then he just goes, and then you look over here at the naked... Uh, and he just like, can't yeah, – like, his he's brain like, just can't – <laughs> the
1: naked woman. As a gift from the fringe, the Statue of Liberty has come to represent naked ladies around the naked lady. Yeah. Yeah, does, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, so, one of those. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Uh it's so dumb. But, but she has Hanks' wallet. Yeah. So that's why they call him. And they're yeah. like, Hanks, come pick up your naked lady. And he gets the phone call at work. And it's, like, his reaction, I was, like, kind of puzzled by it because it seemed – they're like, there's a naked woman here for you. And he's like, bah, bah, bah. and he like, he almost runs people over. Like he we...
0: passes an ambulance.
1: He passes an ambulance to yeah. get to the police <laughs> station. And there she is. And she starts making out with him immediately. I
0: just think about like the cops in this scenario, right? You just pick up this woman uh, who's completely naked. Doesn't yeah. speak any, any English. English. Doesn't you're, speak like, any, anything. anything. She just is like there. And you're like, she's like trying to talk. Yeah. And Whiskey. Yeah, sure. Uh, and she won't say anything. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, this dude walks in, and they just start kissing.
1: Yeah. And, and she's like, like and
0: she has like a large shirt on. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> and he probably gets an erection, right? Oh yeah. Of course Hanks? Yeah. Oh Hanks my God. For Sure. And uh, and then he's like, do you know this lady? And she's like, he's like, yeah, I know her. And he's like, what's her name? And he's like, oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And like the cops are just like, mm, all Seems right,
1: fine. They're, you're fine. Just leave. Yeah, yeah. Just, I know. It's I'm insane. Gonna let this It's crazy. So, random thing here, a piece of trivia. Later in the film, and we'll get there, Eugene Levy, um, he kind of, he's trying to tell his professor that mermaids are real. And his professor's like, I don't believe you. Mm -hmm. Because Daryl Hannah's showing up um, at the at Statue of Liberty naked does make the tabloids. And Eugene Levy sees this tabloid and he sees her and he recognizes her because he saw her underwater. So he goes back to his professor and he's like, there's a mermaid in New York. There's this whole thing. And the professor's like, what are you going to do? You know, find her and throw water on her to prove she exists because there's this whole deal about when they're on land and they dry, they have legs, but when they go into the water, they get the fishtail see my joke from the beginning of the episode also see the transformative nature of mermaids across most mythologies involving them, yeah. i.e. Silky's secret history of times in volume two find it at your local bookstore <laughs> uh and so he's like say maybe i will do exactly that smash cut to him following hanks yeah. and daryl hannah around and you're like how did he know where Dude, to I find know. her super detective it's not in the movie but don't worry cameron it's in the novelization of the movie
0: <laughs> what exists that's a dude novelization
1: there's so a novel of it. Dude,
0: there's just, actually a novelization. do they use the word juicy butt cheeks in it? <laughs> i hope so if not
1: i might need to update this novelization i might need to make my own version uh dude there's a novelization of any movie you can think oh, about that's basically actually true.
0: i actually do remember that i remember like going into like Goodwill's, yeah, and then seeing like new books on the record, something yeah. like that, yeah. and it would be like the movie splash. Yeah, there like, it is, right here's there, a novelization. So of it.
1: when I learned that there was novelizations of most movies, I was like, no way! And then I went out and I found the novelization of all three of the David Gordon Green Halloween movies. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> including Corey's story, mm-hmm. the third one. I bought them all and I sent them to my friend who's a big-time horror hound, Matt Levins. I know you're listening, buddy. So you're welcome. But that really opened my eyes to the world of there are novelizations to everything, every movie, including Splash, which Mm -hmm. we finally get the question answered, how did he know how to find them? He bribed the cops. That's how.
0: Oh. He went to the
1: police station. He bribed the cops. And they were like, Hanks came, and she doesn't know anything about this guy. But they just started fucking making out hard in the lobby, and we're like, get out of here. So That makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, this is where the movie is very problematic for me. And it's a trope that pops up all over movies, not just limited to the 80s and 90s and the 2000s as well. And, you know, you see it a little bit here and there even now. It's the, uh, what I call, and I'm using air quotes, people, the hot baby trope. Yeah. Where you have a hot baby. It's a very hot person, but they are a baby. Like the Fifth Element. Lilu in the Fifth Element is a hot baby. It's Mila Jovovich. And she's a baby. Yeah. But it's Mila Jovovich, right? Yeah. At we least just, that like, movie was directed yeah. by a French guy. Yeah. This is just what I don't like, know what Ron Howard's excuse is,
0: dude. Dude, I mean it's just it happens all over like misogynistic men like their women to be like Oh, me? Dumb. Oh, and yeah? oh, you're so cool. Dumb and like, needing of just, having everything yeah.
1: explained to them. Yeah. yeah. It's totally that. It's
0: kind of disgusting in a lot of ways.
1: It's super disgusting. And Hanks like, is doing it in this movie with totally. her. Because she doesn't speak and she doesn't know how anything works. And yeah. she's like, you know, I mean, I, they don't have this in the movie, but like it, it could have been. Like where she like comes into his apartment and is like, you know. Hmm scared of the pictures totally. on the wall or something. Yeah. Like, ooh, who's that scary man? It's yeah. like, oh, that's a photograph. And now let's have sex. like, Because yeah. that's basically what happens.
0: Yeah, and one of the gripes I have with this mm-hmm. is that they're walking around, Yeah, and there's those, like that street band that's playing music, and she's like what's this? And I'm just like, especially at the end when you get like the picture of Atlantis or whatever, yeah. you're like you tell me Atlantis doesn't have music. They Are you don't telling have me music, that apparently? like yeah. mermaids don't, don't have sing? music. Lady whales
1: have whale songs. Yeah, I, dude. Yeah. I was like, mm, yeah. yeah,
0: That's a little. That's that's. They a have culture me. where she
1: comes from. She has yeah. jewelry. Yeah, you
0: know? I'm like, you don't have music. What yeah, are you talking about. That's I absurd. know. Absurd. Fucking Little Mermaid's singing the shit out of that.
1: She sings like a motherfucker. Yeah. That's the point of that <laughs> that's movie. The point of that
0: movie. That's the whole. So I'm just saying. Point. I yeah. don't know. You're telling me mermaids don't have music? I don't believe I was, you. I was, I was I was lost a little bit. But spe- speaking of music, yes. Fucking zippity doo Yeah. Dude, I cannot believe that he is just singing Songs of the South in this movie. Dude, totally like, like,
1: just on repeat. Oh, dude, I totally missed that. That's his I Got Laid song. Yeah. He's, like,
0: he's like, not only is he like sleeping with a woman who's like maybe a child, yeah. but also like singing Songs of the South. And like, so I... I or at
1: best, intellectually disabled. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, and I, I like did a little bit of like i was like what is this and then i went and looked it up later and i guess part of this reason why they have zippity doodah in this movie is because they were trying to rebrand zippity doodah as um, like
1: not problematic
0: as not a reference to songs of the south but as a reference to splash and hence the like the disneyland ride that used to be uh called like Oh man, I'm not gonna remember what it used to be called, but like the con- now is called Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain after oh, this movie came out. Oh, they changed it. They changed it to Splash Mountain and they made it tried to make it more like have a little mermaid mermaids mm. in it and stuff like that. They were mm. cuz originally it was much more like zip like uh, songs of the South, like a lot of animals and doing stuff, and it still I has see, that. But I like see. they add like mermaids and stuff to it afterwards to try and make it a little bit more like okay, Splash Mountain. So they're like, we gotta rebrand the shit out of this. Place. So this
1: Zippity Doodah, this was Ground Zero, much like the name Madison. This film was Ground Zero for that. This film was Ground Zero for dudes being happy that they finally got laid, singing Zippity Doodah. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! But he
0: sings it like multiple times. He does. He does. Like, he does. It's he did,
1: I, it's funny I didn't notice it because, like, I think I am a victim of the success of this rebranding mission of Disney. Because when I think of zippity doo da, I don't necessarily think of songs of the South. Yeah, I do kind of think of just like a happy go lucky, like, oh, zippity doo da. I I like nonsense words, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, see all of my books, which are mostly nonsense words.
0: Yeah, do any of your characters think zippity doo da? I better go back and with a fine tooth
1: comb and make sure they don't. um so yeah this movie's humming along pacing wise like you really are not getting a chance to be uh bored and like we've been mentioning daryl hannah being a hot baby here this movie knows that um it it, too. any amount of hot baby is too much hot baby Uh imo but this movie doesn't take it into like holy shit territory like because it's paced pretty well it's like right when you're like this is fucked up she goes and watches tv for six hours and can speak for herself and has thoughts and can articulate her wants and desires she's still mad horny for the rest of the film more or less but it's less like creepy because she can articulate it
0: yeah and and you know i i hesitate because i feel like there is an element i do really like fish out of water scenarios and not, not, you know, the pun, uh, the, the, you know, the pun, uh, the pun <laughs> yeah. No, no pun intended in that scenario, but definitely like definitely pun intended. But, uh, but I mean like, I do like that, like where someone's learning about them because there's a fun way of like turning American culture on its head sure. when you do have people doing yeah. that stuff. And they do it a few times in this to success Yeah, where they kind of make fun of some goofy things in American yeah. culture. But like, I mean, they could have done more. They could have done a better job of that in some ways. I way. mean, or- you have
1: 1984, New York City. Yeah, and it's weirdly not used totally, like and- as a as a location and as a plot device, as a story device. Totally.
0: And I think when fish out of water scenarios are done well, yeah, it is you're giving the character who is kind of like the out of water character. Mm-hmm actually some a better reference of like looking at it. So yeah. they're like, that's weird that your culture does that because in my culture, it's way better. Which and it's like get none of, none of her culture. Of well, that's what I mean is like instead of her just being like...
1: Because she treats it like this big secret, which I mean it is, but yeah. she... You're right. She never, ever talks no. about where she comes from or what it's like there. No,
0: and that would have been, like, if funny. you wanted to give— You could have her, had funny
1: jokes there. Yeah,
0: or, and making fun of, like, American culture, which is what they were trying to do. Yeah. But, like, instead of making her just look like a dum-dum while they're making, mm-hmm. making fun of American culture, they could have, like, given her context yeah. and made her be like, no, like, in my culture, this is what we do. Yeah. and. That's why this is better. Sure. You know, like... Yes. So you don't so make her... So Panks is
1: growing, too, with her. Yeah. He's growing to exactly. me. Because the way this movie works, more or less, is that she just wants him. Yeah. For no reason. For sure. And that he wants her because she <laughs> is Daryl Hannah in 1984. Yeah. No, totally. And then, at the end...
0: They're, they're also playing around with, like, a Destiny thing. I mean, they're, like, definitely playing, like, that whole, like... Yeah, they, they, they are. They are. Because, like, they met when they were kids.
1: But his, like his acquiescence his like the the necessary plot moment totally character moment for him where he needs to grow Uh as a character and that usually takes the form of being like oh my god could it be possible that i'm wrong Uh you know in most of these kind of movies and you're more of a rom-com aficionado Uh than myself but like um as a writer you yeah. Know, I'm tipping I'm closing my eyes as I speak right now, everyone, just so you know I'm being very pretentious. But in the craft, <laughs> as we say. No. Uh like, you know, these these moments are are necessary for characters to grow. Yeah. He doesn't grow except for it to be like, uh, maybe she shouldn't die in a tank.
0: You yeah. know? I mean that's that's the growth, <laughs> like, more or less. <laughs> yeah. Or basically it takes a shitty ass John Candy to be reflective on his life. I know. And, and basically be like, hey, Secretly, I'm fucking miserable. Yeah, and I was happy that you looked like you. You were happy. seemed happy, and yeah, you should actually think about. You that. You should go bit. be happy. Like, yeah, like, and I, I like that. Also, the fact that John Candy's in a fucking pen, like in a. In Guantanamo for the rest of his life, dude. (laughs) I have a note here.
1: John Candy and Eugene Levy spend the rest of their lives in Guantanamo Bay after the events of this. Oh yeah, and Tom Hanks when he's whinging at the end about whether or not he's going to go with Madison to the Mermaid Land, I'm like, your options are go with beautiful Daryl Hannah and live under the ocean forever. Yes, she'll have a fishtail. You'll have to work it out. You'll uh, figure it out, guys. Yeah. Or you spend the rest of your life being force-fed <laughs> through your nose, dude. That's your life, dude. Seriously. So get in the water and go Seriously. with Daryl handle at the end of the, the film, fucking please. Fucking
0: US military <laughs> yeah. chasing after you. They're going to fucking...
1: If they don't just put a bag over your head and shoot you and dump your body in the in the middle of the ocean like yeah. a fucking Osama bin Laden burial, yeah. you're going to Gitmo forever. Yeah. No. For yeah. Sure. So I know. I totally... I
0: mean, I guess at this time, Gitmo wasn't really a thing but whatever the still, equivalent the of Gitmo equivalent was <laughs> equivalent yeah. of whatever that was so side much note. before any of yeah. that though S- side note did you see the did you see the when they were wandering around New York late at night and there's a movie theater in the background do you see what movie was on no so uh one was evil dead was Ooh, playing in the movies very good and the other side was a triple feature featuring the mistress Sweet cheeks and skin tight, ooh! <laughs> Which, like um, sweet cheeks. I know. I was like, hmm. I don't know if those are that's to on me, purpose. A, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's like skin tight, sweet cheeks, The mistress. <laughs> because there are some sweet cheeks in yeah, this film I was for like, sure. Huh. All right. Okay. Cool.
1: Um. So, like you mentioned, uh, them wandering around the streets at night. Like yeah. this is after she has left the apartment and gone. She's seen a commercial for the mall Bloom- Bloomingdale's. bloomingdale's and so she goes there i really
0: liked the saleswoman character dude i have so a
1: line the, the line written down here where she says uh <laughs> she's she's daryl hannah's got them daryl hannah's yeah. daryl hannah and yeah the, and the lady is like she's wearing one of tom hanks's suits oh. because at least now she understands she can't just walk around naked yeah And the the sales lady at Bloomingdale's is like, oh, dressing like a man went out in the 60s, and let's get you fitted up in some awful fashion, a a terrible 80s fashion that will just hide everything that makes your body nice. And Daryl Hannah gets you know 80s-ified yeah but there's some line about the sales lady saying like she can't fit in to the new fashion and she's like my daughter's lucky she's anorexic and she's <laughs> <it's just> like it's <laughs> like throw line and it's just like they just cut they just move on <laughs> like and this lady's a piece she's not nice no she's not a also, good person like
0: she is it. she's like what woman is in here that looks like a piece of shit yeah. I'm gonna find them. Yeah. and sell Up-selling. them everything. I mean, because those guys, I mean, especially at Bloomingdale's, working on commission for sure. Yeah, like the more you sell, the yeah. more you make. Yeah, yeah. I that is like you know I've I know people who have worked in that industry before too, and it's like it's, yeah, uh, it's it's a sometimes can be cutthroat.
1: So she gets a whole new wardrobe. The lady tries to send her to Victoria's Secret to get lingerie. Mm-hmm. I think it's Victoria's Secret. Or she just says oh go God. check out the lingerie, lingerie department section, because yeah. you can't come here wearing men's boxers anymore. Mm-hmm. But instead, thankfully, we don't get that scene because we have had a lot of time to ogle mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah in this movie. And in, in the movie, we you get more ogling toward the end, but it's sort of like sad ogling yeah. because she's like, <laughs> she's like dying shaming. in a tank. But like the movie kind of like eases up on the like yeah. sexualizing this young woman. Um And in a way, the way that it sort of does that is by having her age up in terms of her intellect. Because she watches television, as I've mentioned a few times, in this, like, TV store for six hours. She's doing aerobics. She's watching
0: commercials. Totally. Also, like, these guys who work in this TV store, this dude's like, she's been here for six hours, dude. Yeah. And, like, I imagine being that store guy. Yeah. (laughs) And just seeing this crazy woman staring at the TVs. Or, like, exercising to, like, going along with
1: Richard Simmons.
0: With, like... Tons of bags yeah. and boxes from Bloomingdale. So you're like, this woman has money. Yeah. And then you're just like watching her. But when
1: is she gonna spend
0: any here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you're just kinda like, uh and then the guy like goes over to her and he's like, Ah, I really feel like I should kick out this homeless crazy woman. But yeah. at the same time, she's really hot. And she's and, exercising. In and front she's of us. exercising yeah. in front of us. So I guess I'll And just the, let and out. I
1: you know, the camera is placed in such a way that as she does her like toe touches or whatever, yeah. It's like butt but but and then right before things are you know they're closing the store around her hanks shows up because he goes home she's not there he freaks out the doorman's like oh yeah since it's a bloomingdale's yeah hey everybody in new york jared hornbeck shout out to you uh puppet masters and castle freaks that's your show great podcast i will be on it shortly like this friday but uh like they're all from new york they know i'm just poking fun at you yeah. guys this hilarious accent but like so hanks goes to bloomingdale's and he finds her at the tv place and that's when he asks if she can speak suddenly and he's like she, you know he's kind of trying to explain to these guys like hey don't worry she can't speak she doesn't know any english and she's mm-hmm. like hello alan it's so nice to see you again in like perfect english and he does the old you know which is like the double take yeah and then he asks her her name. She says, it's hard to pronounce. And then does this like dolphin noise that causes all the TVs to explode, yeah. which is kind of funny. I like I, I, We cut right after that, but I have to imagine that Hanks was required to buy all of those TVs, I imagine right? so. Hanks the, is
0: obviously rich.
1: He is. He's rich. I mean, his apartment, I mean, yeah. he drives a Beamer.
0: He has like five fish tanks in that apartment. Mm-hmm. And then...
1: <laughs> and one in his office. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah. He's got a lot of fish tanks yeah. for a guy and that can't then, swim. Uh,
0: and then Candy driving around fucking nice ass cars the entire time
1: yeah he's got like a he's got yeah he's got like a yeah. muscle car yeah yeah that he can't drive well um no. so he keeps, crashing into he keeps crashing it into product at yeah, his own business um we do have a scene that was right around when you were talking about they're walking around and there's the movie marquee in the background which i yeah. did miss so thank you for pointing that out weird moment of like it's it's the part where she's like we don't have music where i'm from yeah and it's a group of black gentlemen yeah. standing around with a boombox. Yeah. And she walks up and starts dancing to the music. They're totally fine with it.
0: Yeah. Hanks is like, "Whoa, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Like These drive <laughs> yeah. turkeys
1: are going to kill us. And it's like, dude, everyone calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like the Seriously. energy of the
1: scene is weird as fuck. And there really are no black people in this movie. So no, not at, it's at all. Pretty, that was
0: the only, those were the only black people yeah, in
1: the entire movie. Yeah, it's pretty crazy the way his reaction is not an accident and is quite, dicey it's bias
0: you know it's, it's like the internal bias or whatever, yeah but it's, yeah anyways. and hanks
1: has it big time in this oh, movie 100%. big time because he acts like she's about to get killed or something and it's like they're just a group of dudes listening to music tom yeah. calm the fuck down
0: and having a good time
1: and daryl's dancing to the music because yeah. it's catchy and she likes the beat but yeah. whatever it's and it's, you it's, could
0: dance too and have a good experience you could too
1: <laughs> instead you act like a maniac and yeah. she still loves you anyway because okay yeah so like we mentioned you know um A lot of stuff happens with them falling deeper and deeper in love. She does reveal that she can only stay for like six days or until the moon. And then she has to go back. He thinks it's an immigration thing, which sets up this whole deal where he asks her to marry him.
0: I think that's kind of cute. Like I, like there's a part of me also, you know,
1: the rom-com guy.
0: Yeah. The rom-com guy also like, You know, marrying a person from another country and having Mm. to go through the green the green card process and all that other stuff. Yeah, there's like a like like the way he was like trying to approach it, like and not like be like how awkward it was being like oh you know like maybe we should just get married because that might help. Because his heart is like, that I yeah, love you, Yeah.
1: But he, he's weirdly hung up on this. Like, he's simultaneously like, I'll never find love. Motherfucker, you're 28, by the yeah. way, at the, at the filming of this film. Yeah. Tom Hanks is 28 years old, and he's talking like he's an old man who's never going to find love. But at the same time, he has a hard time saying I love you to yeah. people, and yet Which, he does love her.
0: To be fair, I know when I was in that age, and I had a lot of friends who were in that age, I had a lot of friends who were also like having a hard time really saying I love you to people hmm. and like but I you know there's a part of me that like attributed that to like the tinder era and right. like the digital like the smorgasbord of human being the grass the
1: grass is always greener <clears throat> on the other yeah, side type thing. situation yeah. but
0: I mean like I also think it's probably something that you know people have been having to yeah do no for people a long time. like what people is, have
1: been struggling with this for a long time
0: well especially because we have a lot of rom-coms that build up the concept of love what that you're is it like yeah, yeah like are you You're a, unless you're gonna madly fall in love with a really sexy mermaid, like, what is, how will you even know if it's really love? love. Yeah, right. You know, if it's love. I don't know, man.
1: I'm, I'm like not at all qualified to pontificate on this because I met my wife when we were both in college together and I said, I love you to her at a rave. I was young, I was in college, you know, fucking don't judge me. Yeah. And it was the easiest thing to say because it was I was in a state of mind where I felt like being honest was the best course of action because yeah. I just felt that honesty was the tr- the truth was yeah, yeah. beautiful, and I loved you and I said I love you and she said I love you too. And that just was like, cool, we're good. And uh-huh. now we're coming up on 14 years married here pretty soon. Yeah. And uh, we got married when we were 23. So that's yeah. me looking at Tom Hanks being like, dude, calm the fuck down. with over here like, I'm an old yeah. man. I'm never going to find love. It's like, you're 28 years old. You're going to be fine. Yeah, totally. Just tell the mermaid you love her, man. But yeah. He's all weirdly hung up on it. Um,
0: I do love the fountain gesture. Yeah, that makes she buys the like, fountain. That, like, that's kind of like the kick, like you know like this fountain's all of a sudden his house yeah and he's like
1: because there's they're on a walk yeah and he, there's a mermaid fountain that he 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 lo- he's like i've always loved this fountain because when he was a kid he was saved yeah. by daryl hannah the mermaid child yeah and so she goes out and trades her gold necklace for the fountain yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah and like this like extreme gift yeah and then she's like Oh, it's because i love you and like that kind of like makes him realize I thought, I thought that was a cute... That's like, almost like
1: a, like what you were talking about earlier. Like, we need more window into her culture. Yeah. Her culture is just more honest about love. She's yeah. just like, I love you from Jump Street. Totally.
0: Yeah. No, I thought... I don't know. There's... Yeah, there's a lot more there. But I think that... I thought that scene was kind of funny and cute. I yeah. thought that was a good... It was yeah. a good... Well done. Because he
1: comes into his apartment, it's like the his entire apartment is now so full of a fountain. An <laughs> and like, fountain, and it's like, and it's like hooked up, and yeah. it's bubbling, and we you never know how that exactly no. works, and you don't need to know. No. Uh, meanwhile, all this while all of this is going on, we have this like side story where Eugene Levy keeps trying to expose Daryl Hannah as the mer- mermaid yeah. by spraying her with water. And whoopsie daisy, he keeps spraying the wrong lady every time. He thinks it's Daryl Hannah, but it's actually this other lady, and her husband keeps beating the shit out of him. So mm-hmm. he gets like progressively more and more um, beat up, beat up as the movie goes on with like arm braces and neck braces and black eyes, and and um, so that's that's happening in the movie. Um, we had Cameron mentioned the uh, dinner with the president for local business mm-hmm. leaders. Um, Hanks takes Daryl Hannah with yeah. him.
0: There's also the other dinner where they eat lobster.
1: That's that's this dinner, isn't it? Or is no, this a the, different dinner? This is
0: a previous the previous dinner where they eat lobster and Right. did you uh, I don't know if you've heard this trivia, but uh-uh. like she Daryl Hannah's notorious vegetarian. Really? And uh so in order to do that lobster scene they they Not put... a
1: pescatarian, a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I hear I hear pescatarians are a thing too. That is, it is a, it is a thing.
0: It's a thing that people are. <laughs> okay, um, fish don't the... have feelings, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Whatever, this, fuck this them. This is a vegetarian, but they her the inside of the lobster is all uh, uh, leeks and like other vegetables. Oh cuz oh right cuz she cuz she
1: consumes, consumes it she consumes like that, right, yeah. she doesn't just like crack it open how we would eat a yeah, lobster yeah, yeah, she's she just like consumes crunching it. shells and but,
0: all but but the funny thing is is they like use a real lobster shell What's like, the point? Like, Why? like? this? This is like. What's the part so, that
1: like? So she doesn't want to eat lobster, so they give her fake lobster meat, but they put it inside a real lobster yeah. shell. Why? And then, like, I guess she
0: was like crying a bunch after oh. the shot because like she had to like tear apart that's like lobster, which oh, I
1: just that's like messed up, dude. Well,
0: I'm also like, you put so much effort into like prosthetics. You to made achieve. a you couldn't, you couldn't fucking make a fake lobster shell. It seems like, easy. I feel it seems like stupidly that is, easy. Yeah, I feel like that would have been uh, easier. This
1: is a good moment for me to bring up. My other trivia point because <laughs> you said she was crying between takes be-
0: after that, I guess. Okay. Supposedly. so Supposedly. I don't know. If that's okay. True, okay. I mean, it could like, be supposedly. an
1: apocryphal story, yeah. but maybe not. Um, in the very beginning of the film, when child Tom Hanks fall- jumps into the water and is saved by child Daryl Hannah, yeah. the mermaid, And then he's rescued and put back on the boat and, Mm -hmm. and child mermaid is crying, Crying, is waving goodbye. Did you read about why she's crying? The actress is crying and people told her great job acting. You did a good job. No, she's crying because she was not comfortable with being topless as a child would be. She didn't, she said she didn't even wear bikinis when she went to the beach at that age. And yet when it was time to shoot the scene, uh, Ron Howard gets on the bullhorn and says, calls her name, says, I need you topless and in the water for the scene. So she's bawling her eyes out because she's embarrassed to be seen by all these. You know, Jesus uh, people Christ as they film horrible. this fucking movie, and anybody who's ever been on a set or seen a film being made, there's a lot of people behind the camera, Holy a shit. lot. So this little girl crying as Tom Hanks is being taken away, she's actually just crying because like 35 people are staring at her. So yeah. that's fucked up as fuck. Uh, so Ron Howard, if you're listening, why you gotta make people cry for your art, dude? That's that messed up.
0: Pretty. That's
1: make g- give give the kid a swimsuit. And make fake lobsters. All right, it's not yeah, that hard. Those are really. That's really anyway. So, about. this all happens. We have around this time. This is when Hank's on. He's he's real happy. Everything's going mm-hmm. great for him. We have the scene where he plays racquetball with John Candy because John Candy mm-hmm. never really meets um, Madison the mermaid until, until like right yeah. at the end. Um, but they go play racquetball together at one point in this club, which I thought this was weird for two for one major reason, which was like anybody who's ever been. In the throes of love, which I know it's kind of ill defined or whatever. It's like you really don't want to be apart from the person. Like, I, I've, when I was falling in love with my wife, not to make this about us, like, I abandoned a film that I was making. And the the cast and the crew were very angry at me. Rightfully so. I just fell off the face Uh of the earth for like three months while I was falling in love. So like the fact that Tom Hanks is like, you do whatever you do. I'm going to go play racquetball at the club is very weird to me. They only have six days together, yet he he leaves leaves for several hours to watch TV to go play racquetball. Yeah. But anyway, the scene.
0: Totally. I mean, like I get it if he was like needed to do something at work. It's different. Really briefly. But like if you just, gonna he's go just going to play with racquetball with fucking dicking around with his brother and like smoking cigarettes and shit. And John he's fucking smoking cigarettes and playing racquetball and drinking beers. Yeah. And I love like the cast of people that they have just sleeping on the bleachers behind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the fucking racquetball thing. I was like even though, yes, I agree with you. This is really fucking dumb. It doesn't make any sense. But they need more of those, like, friend shots. They need
1: more of those brother Yeah, but like, kind of, like... this is John Candy being like, you seem happy. Also, introducing the idea of a dinner we're going to go to. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Where
1: the president will be there. Yeah, yeah. And then Tom Hanks says, can I bring Madison?
0: Yeah. And
1: he's like, you're in love. You know, so yeah. I get... There's another way to do this where he's not just, like, ditching the woman of his dreams for, like, five hours to go fuck around with his brother, but... I get why it needed to be in the movie. Kind of. Yeah. Piece of trivia here. John Candy, apparently consummate professional, IRL, shows up late the day that they filmed the racquetball scene. Everybody's waiting for him. This is out of character. He apologizes to Ron Howard. I'm sorry I'm late, Ron. But I was out last night drinking. I ran into Jack Nicholson. He started feeding me drinks. I just came from the bar. I've been out drinking all night with Jack Nicholson, trying to tell him I gotta go and I'm filming a movie. And Jack Nicholson says, You got this kid, don't worry. <laughs> so when he was filming that racquetball scene, he's he was s- drunk as fuck.
0: I kinda I kinda like that actually. You can tell. Because you can tell. He like leans against that wall and he's like, he dude, looks... my heart is pounding like a fucking jackrabbit. Yeah. You're like, Yeah, it probably is. And the
1: whole thing where he he serves the racquetball, hits the wall, and then hits him into the head in, in the head, one take. And they were like, we got it. You're good. Go lay down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually like that a lot. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. So that's kind Cause of Because that's, funny. yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like that. I mean, I don't know. John, I, I do think that he's a fun presence in this movie. Are you I, not a candy man? I'm not a huge candy man. I'm not man. a candy
1: man myself. This is what I mean, like. If you're out there and you love John Candy, send your hate mail to David Faber at <laughs> city of i <Port> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I I've never really gotten the candy appeal. No, I, I, I just I no. didn't grow up with him. My dad no. wasn't a candy man, so I didn't get the candy like the candy sit, totally. sit down on my knee, son. We're gonna tell you why John Candy is great.
0: No, and I and I feel like he so during that I feel like during that time period you had a lot of kind of like big physical comedy guys. Yeah, and they were like John Candy. You know Chris Farley as well yeah. was in that same kind of era, and I always found like Chris Farley way more funny. But I that that being said though, like... he's like,
1: like ni- more nineties, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah, for definitely sure. kind of of the same vein.
0: Yeah, and and I and I I will say that like there are movies where John Candy does like Home Alone. Yeah, for he's me. great. Like, I, Home Alone I, when he's the yes. polka player, mm-hmm. fucking king, great. the polka king. Yeah, great. Uh I think. He is a total fucking sleazeball in this movie. Yeah, and he it totally is, is like really hard to like him. It
1: feels like the shoe fits though.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I really hope it doesn't. I mean, I really, really hope it doesn't. Cause he is like he is so gross in this movie. And then and then but I will say, like, I do kind of like the idea that his story arc kind of just ends with like he's like, I'm I am a piece of shit. And I've never been happy. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that you are happy. So, so I will literally throw will myself literally on a hand grenade so you can go be happy. Literally put myself into a, like... A government a black site government prison. Black site right. prison mm-hmm. so that you can go off you and be happy. You can steal your and mermaid And I kind girlfriend. of like that. Like, that is a pretty good story arc for, like, yeah. a piece of shit character. Like, and that it, gives it, him a good...
1: I think it adds in a weird way to the rewatchability. Totally. Because as a kid, I just thought he was the fun brother and Tom Hanks uh-huh, was uh-huh. he like Hanks is the straight man and John Candy is the fun one. Totally. And so I didn't get the sleaziness. I didn't cuz totally. he just has that like I'm not a candy man, but he does have yeah. fun guy energy. Totally. And I bet you dollars to donuts that if I would have met John Candy, at a bar or whatever, I would have thought this guy's pretty fucking.
0: He seems. He would have been super funny. Yeah, hang out with. so he seems like the kind the, of guy who would be. It so adds fun to the
1: re-watch ability like. because there's
0: girls growling with him. He would have been. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping, I'd be over there sleeping on the bar, dude. <laughs> yes. uh,
1: but like, and my wife doesn't even listen to this show, and I still have to keep up the facade. But like, this guy, you know, you learn things about him on the rewatch. You know, I did at least like. John Candy was a different character from when I saw him as a kid this time around. So the rewatchability is there in that way. Like, this movie ages with you. Totally. Like, in in, in various ways. So, like, if you haven't seen Splash since you were young, which Mm -hmm. I suspect is kind of a lot of people because they feel like they know this movie a lot better than they actually do, John Candy's character weirdly has depth. He comes across one way and then at the end reveals that he's actually living a lie Totally. And it totally changes his entire performance and the way totally. you view it. And yet he... And, and
0: he, like, loves his brother because his brother has, like, confidence that he actually can do his job, even though he doesn't feel like he can do his job. Which, are like, they like kind yeah. of touch on that in a weird way because he's like, oh, I got this big client. And it's yeah. like, I think you can handle the lawyer stuff. And he's yeah. kind of like, you do think I can handle it? Like, yeah. like, he has this, like, super... He has, like, a lot of weird, deep complexes going on that are... that first
1: like, son totally Okay. Underlying. I have a little yeah. sister. You yeah. have a little brother. So you might, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but like there in some families, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of pressure put on the first son. Mm-hmm. And Candy is the, The elder of the two brothers, so he's got first failed first son syndrome, Mm -hmm. where it's like the dad they took over the dad's business, the family business, but it's the little brother that's running it really.
0: Yeah, John
1: Candy is the fuck up big brother, which means he was a disappointment to their father. Yeah, probably, but all this is just subtext, right? Yeah, it's not explicitly stated in the film, but it's there, and so like. In a weird way, I'm kind of becoming a
0: Candyman right now. <laughs> <laughs> As we go through, it, you're like, "This, this depth is actually a lot deeper." Like, I know because you come across it, and it is like, he's got, "You're like this guy's yeah. a piece of shit." Yeah. It's very sleazy, but I, I do think that, like, you know, hoping that it's not really like a, that's really who Candy was. But no. I mean, at the same time, he's playing like, this
1: character pretty damn well. Though.
0: No, it is, it is, uh. An interesting, sto- a interestingly deep story arc for a very kind of slapstick comedy almost. Totally.
1: You know? So we have Daryl Hannah refusing to. We have a scene where Hanks is like, oh, maybe I am in love. They go ice skating
0: uh-huh.
1: and he does the whole like, maybe we should get married. Uh-huh. She's like, nah, dog, like Randy Jackson. Imagine your best Randy Jackson. It's a no for me, no yeah. dog. Anyway, uh, and he gets real mad, and he's being an asshole about it. You're shaking your head, but you know it's true. And um, she no, takes I'm
0: shaking my head at your stupid American <laughs> Idol impression. Yeah, was, ask yeah. your ask
1: your grand ask your grandkids who Randy Jackson is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll take and, a little and, bit more whiskey, and, yes. Yeah,
0: and and and. and uh, uh, I agree with you. It was kind of like stupidly frustrating because, like, he's being passive aggressive about he like, is. about like the fact that she doesn't want to, and marry she's him. like,
1: "What's wrong with your voice?" And he's like,
0: "It's called sarcasm." And he's yeah. being a real
1: bitch about it. He honestly, is. sorry he to is. use the b word, the yeah. hard b, but he's being a fucking jerk. He
0: is, and uh, you know, to on the flip side, I'm also I was like trying to watch this, and I was like, this is kind of making me uncomfortable because I feel like he's just being a piece of shit and not caring about her feelings yeah. at all. And then I was, like, trying to think, like, okay, in that scenario, in a scenario where, like, you can hear my cat. Yeah, I
1: can hear your like, cat. She wants to get in thinking, on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. She's got thoughts.
0: <laughs> About Cheryl Anna and the, <laughs> and the ice skating. Um, But, like, for him, I was trying to think. I was, like, for him, like, that was a big, big leap for scene. him. Yeah. Like, that was a yeah. huge. Like, that was him being, like, I think i'm gonna i'm willing like i like you so much he that has I would,
1: he has said i love yeah you, which like, is big for him
0: huge for him and he's like i'm willing to like get married to you if that would help you because yeah. he doesn't also he, he also doesn't, doesn't know, know what's about the going marriage. on yeah so he's like trying to be the nicest person and then she's just kind of like i can't tell you anything yeah and like there's a part of me that like kind of gets that like like i think i would i don't think i would be like as passive aggressive as like you don't understand sarcasm like i don't think i would say shit like that but like yeah. I understand like the anger there. Like yeah. I understand like okay, yeah. I like these are big. This is a big deal for me. Yeah. And I'm and like I like and I understand this is a big deal for you too. Mm-hmm. But like it's also a big deal for Tom Hanks in this, right. in this moment. Like right. that is a huge step. because she has
1: not told him a lot. Like no. I, you know, he his character is really problematic, but she's not really given him a lot in terms of any kind of answers or any information about no. who she is, where she's from, what her situation is—he's really kind of just out on a limb here. At the same time, you are not owed anything no. as a man. No, when you don't get your way, you don't no. get to throw a tantrum just because you feel entitled. You know, no, and this totally. is something that, like, we collectively as a culture are going through right now. Yeah. Like, we're no, there's sure. a reckoning. So it does intent the way this movie plays yeah. like i'll say this my wife walked through this movie a few times not a fan not yeah. a fan no. didn't feel too good about the movie didn't no. didn't like it this,
0: this movie is male-centered mm-hmm. it's a boy movie about a boy's emotions yeah and him going through the story arc and even john Candy going through his story because arc, she but it's just like, loves him from yeah. the beginning and that's it she yeah she loves and him it. and then she, she continues to love him absolutely no depth yeah Like, like if you look at actually, she
1: comes from the deep.
0: Yeah, like, (laughs) like out of all seriousness, like her character has, like, zero to she doesn't change. Yeah, no, she is. She tells
1: him her secret. Well, she's gonna tell him her secret, and then it's revealed, and that's that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And but it's it's it is it is really a a boy's movie about a boy trying to figure his own shit out and like doing that and like, and I think there is, as I said, like I do think that. There is some anger that Tom Hanks is. There's some valid, like frustration for him in that scenario. I think that that like that argument is probably how the a real argument would have happened. Like I do think like well,
1: he's coming to it from the world of the 1980s where it is that way. Like also, you know,
0: like like people don't when they're feeling sad and they feel like they went on a limb and they get hurt. They don't act the best. No, like people act like pieces of shit. No, and, you're like, right. And like, yeah, of course he like was acting like a piece of shit. But they like they didn't they didn't try and play it off like he was. No, he was like right. Like no. she still ran away and like he said he was sorry and he didn't know he was a piece of shit. So right. like, because she so, takes like, off. Yeah, right. And so like he like I don't think they were trying to make it be like oh, of course that's the reason why he was. I I understand yeah. that. Like I think this movie just would have been better if she had more character growth and more autonomy and right. just like the world that she came from. As sure. I said like earlier, like that fish out of water, if she was like talking about her life and like things that were happening and like they gave her character a little bit more. I can
1: think of something that would have helped this so much. Tell me what you think about this. If we had in fact kept the scene with an Ursula-esque character, mm-hmm. an older mermaid who maybe had been through something similar mm-hmm. to this once before and had been burned by men, surface mm-hmm. men. And there would have been a whole thing about... Because we're doing this deal about the moon. We show the moon mm-hmm. a lot, like the cycle of the moon. And when the moon is full, that's it. And she needs to go. So we we, we have a lot of shots. Um, actually, it's it's an effect shot. Um, one of the few non-practical mm-hmm. effects where we're, we're just doing like a matte painting of the moon at a mm-hmm. different point in its cycle. If there had been an extension of that idea, other signs that she had to look for. That uh-huh. would tell her whether or not Hanks was really the guy, right? Like, you must, there must be, you know. I'm just like totally throwing shit at the wall, see if it's You know, there must be like a the golden rays of a sun on a noonday, whatever, or you know, search for the pink unicorn and the whatever, whatever. Like, if she was told a series of almost like tarot card esque signs to look for to decide if Hanks was really the guy, and then she's sort of seeing them around in the movie, it almost gives her. A quest as well she's not just yeah. like i came to the surface to fuck for six days and then leave because i love you totally and but we don't get that no the old, the most that we totally. get out of her in terms of having any kind of agency is when she's like i don't like the way you're talking to me at this at this skating yeah. scene when he proposes to her kind of and pieces out totally because then she's on her own for a little while and she has to hide It's totally. we have a rainstorm i like this where she has to hide from the rain because. She, as you mentioned in the bathtub scene when she gets wet um she turns into into a mermaid mermaid. so it's raining cats and dogs and she has to hide under an eve i like the imagery this is like the only time of the movie besides when she's looking up the map to come find him where she's doing shit on her own and shown to have any kind of ability outside of relying on him so
0: i think another trope that you could have done especially because it's a rom-com yeah give her a friend Oh, like, you mean
1: like a little, like a little animal friend? Maybe it,
0: it could have been an animal friend. It could also just be like a person she meets, mm. fucking in Bloomingdale's, yeah. Who ends up she globbing onto her, uh. and then she becomes friends with that, and then she's able to like talk about how challenging it is to be yeah. with Tom Hanks, and like, and like the drama that is going on in her head because we we get a lot of like Tom Hanks's inner frustrations and monologue. Yeah. And like the story arc that he's going on. Yeah. We get absolutely nothing from Tara We don't. We like, w- like she is obviously going through a lot. Like those decisions are huge. Like yeah. the fact that she would be willing to give up never going back home to see her family to be with Tom Hanks. She makes that decision when it's raining and she's sitting underneath that under overpass. Yeah. We get none of that. Yeah. It's like true. she does not talk about it at all. She just like kind of walks up to him. She's like, I will stay with you. Right. And it's like, like we don't get Anything from her and yeah. like all you need is maybe like something that she is like giving agency to so she can like throw ideas at another character and it even could be that stupid wouldn't it horrible be kind of funny sales if it was woman. that lady and, yeah. and, and
1: she's saying to this lady like She's actually saying to this lady stuff about being from, like, Atlantis yeah. and her dad being, like, King Poseidon of totally. the sea. And the lady's like, ah, you're lucky. You yeah. look anorexic <laughs> like my daughter. Like, smoke, smoke, no, hack, totally. hack. Yeah, I mean, totally. like, you could have done something there. Something like that. And but and this movie comedy, was made in 1984. A, yeah. no, it doesn't no, give a true. fucking shit what women think or no. feel at all. That's the most problematic part of this movie. Like you were For saying sure. a minute ago, this is a movie
0: about a boy and his feelings because it's the 80s and we didn't give a shit what women thought. Totally. It is 100 this and that's and that's why you know i have a hard time putting this in like i guess it is you know a a rom-com status but it does it really is just like a boy's romantic journey yeah it is not at all no it has nothing to do with her character all of the women characters in this in this movie Mm -hmm. all of the women characters are either struck by lightning
1: (laughs) And are like and are like
0: <laughs> like fucking stupid struck by the Or Are people. totally into being
1: howled at, literally being howled at by yeah. John Candy in a bar. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or uh some weird the only other then then you have Daryl Hannah and then you have the the lady who's shopping or the yeah Deal, same as Yeah, same. not a lot of positive no. female representation no, in this movie. All film. of the women in this movie are either dumb, ditzy, or stupid. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it is it is it is obviously dd
1: D or s as yeah. they used to say yeah dude um that's crazy i did not think about that and you're totally right uh so black mark against splash in that regard for sure um for
0: sure but i mean you know that, and yet, that being I bet said, we're I, also watching a movie from the 80s so we it, are like, watching a movie is...
1: from the 80s and i wonder i i wish um in hindsight we should have had a, a female guest we probably uh, should have. host for this film um because i would love to hear from um I would love to hear from the fairer sex some interpretations of this movie uh, because I feel like we're just doing a lot of like projecting. It's great
0: to watch a movie that has no women representation and, and hear then a bunch talk of men about projecting about <laughs> oh, how shit. they feel about the women's <laughs> representation. So
1: if you're still listening at this point, Cameron okay. and I are going to drink some whiskey to punish ourselves <laughs> for our sins. Mm. I'm going to turn off this alarm that's telling me to brush my son's teeth.
0: Anyways. And oh. we
1: are going to move on to the scene with the presidential dinner. This is the part of the movie where it actually completely changes directions. Yeah. I forgot about this part of the movie. I
0: totally I was very surprised think, about her getting caught.
1: I did not think the world of the movie was going to be going undergoing a revolution. I thought this was a small story about a guy and a girl. I didn't think that this was also a story about our enti- the human race. Having to readjust its (laughs) understanding of the natural order, because (laughs) Daryl Hannah and 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 Tom Hanks are at this presidential dinner Mm -hmm. for upstanding business people or whatever, Mm -hmm. and Eugene Levy has infiltrated. There's a funny scene (laughs) where he's got like a hose to spray her.
0: But I love that he has like that backpack on underneath that suit. Yeah, and it's also like the presidential dinner, and you're like. Eugene Levy is not that smart. No. Like, if if you think that you can walk around with a gigantic pressured backpack. Like a fucking Ghostbuster you know, and no one's going to notice like you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it was. As we see, this movie very distinctly shows the Twin Towers multiple times yeah. in this movie. So this is a pre-9-11 movie. You're right. It doesn't ever specify. Do you notice? It never specifies what year it takes place. It just says. It yeah. Like the very beginning of the movie says like Twenty years before twenty years before, and then it says two now, days ago yeah. or something like that. So when it starts, but you see the Twin Towers, so you yeah. know. Um, anyway, long story short, she's like, I'm Daryl Hannah's like, I'm finally ready to tell you my secret to Tom Hanks, and he's like, Great, let's get out of here so you can tell me your secret. Yeah. This big thing. And as they're leaving, Eugene Levy, who's being arrested by the Secret Service for being sus as fuck (laughs) while the president (laughs) is giving his speech. (laughs) He manages to get a shot off on her with this like squirt gun contraption he's got. And bing, bang, boom, mermaid fins right in the middle of downtown New York in front of the Secret Service and the press and the president and everybody else in the world who happens to be there and Hanks. And she's swiftly carted away and so is he. Mm -hmm. Um, This enters the part of the movie that I completely fucking block from my mind yeah which was like the government black site testing shit where they're they're gonna alien autopsy this bitch oh yeah like for sure this fish like they are gonna cut her open and they're test they're they're doing like blood tests on her they have hanks in a tank Uh for a while and he's not turning into a fish so they're like okay he's not a fish and they put daryl hannah in the tank with hanks to monitor to see what the interaction between the two does and we kind of have like a moment where he's like basically a dick to her Because, you know, she's a mermaid and he's grossed out by it. Mm -hmm. Um, They let him go, which, no, definitely not. No way. Not at all. Like, lobotomy town, if anything. If he's leaving that facility, he's leaving that facility minus, like, three or four ounces of frontal lobe. But somehow they let him go with all of his brain intact.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love John Candy's line here where he goes... Because he walks back into work, right? And everyone's, yeah. like, staring at him. Dude, they're like, what the heck, dude? And then and John Candy just looks out and he goes, what, none of you guys ever fucked a fish before? Yeah, and, and they're I all was, like, oh. <laughs> Just like the idea that, like, John Candy's like, dude, I've fucked a fish. Yeah. Like, it's not even. We that all
1: big work in the day. docks yeah. in New York.
0: Yeah, it's not even that big of a deal.
1: So. I've tried it out. John Candy is, like, not at all thrown by the fact that daryl hannah is yeah. a mermaid he just like doesn't give a fuck and this is when he gives that speech like you mentioned that he's never been happy and he's actually super miserable and that seeing tom hanks happy was sort of like enough for him and he's ready to yeah. die because this is what will happen to him in for sure 100 and tom hanks and maybe this is covered in the novelization he just somehow knows how to find eugene levy because eugene levy
0: at a dentist office
1: eugene levy is Sort of like he he, he discovers that she's a mermaid. He proves it. So he's sort of allowed to be around while they're doing testing on her. But they are dissing him like... Sorry. Hard that's hard. old. That's old people talk for disrespecting him. They're not being nice to him at all. Is that
0: really old people talk? Dissing? I, don't, like, dissing? I think
1: dissing is old now, man. Is it really? I think so, probably. Fuck. Gen Z, chime in. Is dissing old? Do you know what that means? I do Anyway, I used I sus like I earlier. That was cool, right? I
0: did. I noticed. You caught you that? Used you sus. clocked
1: me. I
0: <laughs> clocked it. I did. I actually <laughs> thank you for like, not oh, stopping me. I was like, oh, you used
1: sus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you I've been watching that show that's got all that kind of Gen Z lingo in it. I've been picking it up dude the vibe i've i'm fucking passing the vibe check over oh, here but yeah, that's anyway a new,
0: that's a, a new thing with a uh, glizzies do you know glizzy you know what a glizzy is dude don't talk to me like i don't know what a glizzy yeah, is, right. it is a glizzy. it's a but hot dog for real i don't it's a, know it's a hot dog <laughs> why because uh okay i looked this up because i was confused as well, to you why. sell hot dogs so that's i okay. know exactly so i was trying to figure out why it is and it's because a hot dog is roughly the same length as the barrel of a clock <laughs>
1: Oh my so goodness. Became, That's dark. So it's so way darker than I thought so it was going to be. So it became
0: a glizzy and now it's like like I have a bunch of high school kids who have worked for me in the past at the hot dog stand mm-hmm. and like they were like we're going to sling some glizzies today and, and I was were just, you like, just like
1: sitting over there nodding but you I didn't know like, what they meant. I was like what
0: is a glizzy? And I like t- I had to like go onto like TikTok and try and figure out what glizzies wow. are. Wow. Um but to be uh t- I had fun with that because I had sunglasses on. And I was like, "These are some pretty cool chodes, right?"
1: And the- <laughs> chodes is that wait—is chode a good thing now? No, no. Because chode has only always oh, no, been no. a bad thing, right?
0: Well, chode is chode is a small fat penis, right? Wow! And I thought
1: it was the area between the penis and the b hole.
0: No, that's a taint. Uh, but. A chode is a small a small fat
1: penis. So you were asking and these was, children if your small fat penises well, no, I were was, good.
0: I was trying to seed <laughs> Go on. I was seeding I was seeding the pop culture into mm-hmm. new because so,
1: Is this the defense you're trying to lay now so, on the record when oh, you get no, called no. up for sexual harassment?
0: No. <laughs> what I was doing was so they're like, Well, what is that? I was like, Oh, when I was a kid, we used to call sunglasses chodes. <laughs> And it's a really cool slang term for sunglasses. And they were like, awesome. And then I guess they started using that oh my God. in the world of that. their like of their thing. And they were like, dude, look at these cool shows. <laughs> <laughs> and I it. I just like slowly oh, in nice. the pop culture of of uh the the youth and so i i i was able to create a, a, a short slang term for a little for bit for cool yeah. sunglasses cool sunglasses these We're chose sunglasses for, are for short... short stubby penises yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's how much i love how language works my right?
1: hat is off to you on that one dude that's amazing the closest i've ever come to anything like that is when i made a tiktok video for one of my books and um It was presented as, like, did you know that in 1896 Uh something happened? And then, like, a week later, uh, my For You page, or however TikTok works, the algorithm pushed me a video of someone else making a video about the conspiracy that i started to sell a book and i was like holy <laughs> shit i've done it i've done it i started my i started the conspiracy theory over here because like so, somebody else is out spreading it now yeah that's not me that's about as close as i ever came to renaming sunglasses that's, cool. jokes, that's but... great
0: i mean whenever you can see fake <laughs> fake News. Well I'm just culture. gonna
1: I'm gonna make a TikTok in the not in the not too distant future where I, I drop my sunglasses over my face and I'm like, oh man, these chodes are, are on <laughs> well, fleek, I don't, dude. I don't think, on
0: God. These chodes are on God. Well the thing is I don't think it's gonna work unless it you have a bunch of poor towns of people and people. True. <laughs> also like it's not you know, it was a uh, right, it was a to very small town culture. I'll, have
1: to, I'll have to do a hashtag poor town yeah, yeah. when <laughs> I say my, my my chodes are on god or on uh, gabe. Anyway, so anyway, she's a mermaid. The whole world knows it. This should be like earth shattering. Like somebody should probably just like some like religious fanatic should just assassinate like Tom Hanks. Probably IRL. That's what would happen. But that doesn't happen in the movie. Somehow he Eugene Levy has been dissed. Mm-hmm. by these scientists these government scientists and he's feeling bad because he sees daryl hannah in the tank and she's like molting and she mm-hmm. doesn't look yeah. good and he's Which like those
0: effects look great yeah the
1: they do they really yeah, do. And like, and the doctor's like we're gonna vivisect her we're yeah. gonna like do like i said an alien autopsy on on her and he's like you're a sadistic pig or whatever and the guy's mm-hmm. like get the fuck out mm-hmm. so he goes to a dentist to have dental work done question mark without novocaine because he wants to feel the pain mm-hmm. um and Tom Hanks busts in again. Maybe it's somehow in
0: the, found him. Maybe it's
1: in the novelization. We yeah. will never know until we read. And um, he's like, "We need to save her." And Eugene Levy's like, "Let's do Let's it." Do it. Yeah. And so we team up with John Candy. We do this whole thing where it's like, you know, Eugene Levy goes up Sweetish. and he's like. I'm here with the two Swedish doctors and then the guard is like, oh, I am half Swedish. And he starts speaking Swedish to them and they oh just go, God. yeah, 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 well, yeah.
0: I do like the whole like, cause John Kenny busts, yeah.
1: busts out with some sick Swedish at this point.
0: Well, yeah. Cause he goes, why are you in America? And he's like, because I have a 12 inch penis and you're like, and the guy's like, Alright. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That makes and then, sense. And then and then and
1: uh, then John Candy's <laughs> excuse when Hanks is so, like, What'd you say to him? He said something to the effect of like, uh, like most of my favorite the continuing the trend of him being a dirtbag. Yeah. Most of my favorite pornos come from Sweden, so I picked up some some Swedish. Yeah. So all this to say, they'd sneak in, they get Daryl Hannah, they sneak out. Um they do this whole thing to the guard where they're like, oh, my God, John Candy's been maimed by the mermaid, and that's why we have a coat over his head, and mm-hmm. he has a fish fin, but don't look too close, and it's very stupid, and they get in the car. And,
0: oh, and re- re- also, re- like, John Candy and Daryl Hannah have very different body sizes. Yeah. That, that fucking military dude like, is I, dumb as fuck. I
1: don't want to be like, you know, I'm not shaming anybody. I've got some extra LBs on me for sure, but, like, Tom Hanks and Eugene Levy are not carrying...
0: John Candy no, like no, like that no, you know not, that. not the way they carry Daryl Hannah out of the building that military guy was not paying attention no he to that was, was
1: dumb as fuck yeah. which is fine it's yeah it's fine because the it's movie okay. needs to come yeah. the end of the movie yeah, you is need fast there. approaching
0: yeah um, and... I do like the line though when he's in the dentist office and you know Tom Hanks comes up to Eugene Levy and he goes he says something like he's angry and then Eugene Levy's like, I'm really actually a good person. If I had any friends, you could ask them. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. you know they- I like that line. I was like, that was pretty good. It's pretty funny. That pretty
1: and that's so crazy to me. Like thinking of like Johnny Rose. Yeah. Like, no, we for talk sure. Talk about a glow up, dude. Yeah. Eugene Levy is a handsome fucking man. Yeah. And in this movie, he's not. And no. it's just like, wow. Like he just, he just so, I mean, I love Waiting for Guffman. It's one of my favorite movies, Waiting mm-hmm. for Guffman um i don't know if you've seen that one but it's it's from the gang of people that brought you best in show uh,
0: and all
1: those movies uh have seen you that. catherine o'hara's yeah. in it um it's the one of the small town theater group yeah. and they think yeah. the big broadway critic is coming to watch their their movie yeah. um eugene levy is in that as well and he's super fucking funny uh, and he's also in Best in Show, and he's really Eugene fucking Levy funny. He
0: has knocked it part in almost every single thing. He's
1: yet. the best part of every one of those American yeah, Pie movies. For sure. Like by...
0: A mile. I don't even want to like, say... A country mile doesn't yeah. even come close to No, him. for sure. Yeah. Like he is... In almost everything he does... I mean, that being said, Schitt's Creek is amazing from yeah. all the cast. Yeah. I mean, like the, all the cast is but great, it's but like anchored by
1: him and Catherine O'Hara.
0: I mean, that's, it is interesting. Cause I remember like when I first started Shit's Creek, I think I watched like three episodes and I kind of was like, same. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and then like I went back and watched it. I was like, this is mm-hmm. the best fucking yeah. show ever. I
1: was, I, I, I watched a couple and I was like, it's not for me. I don't care for it. Yeah. And then I, I, I just kept hearing people saying, no, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. And, And, I, 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 and You know, not to be like beating the writer drum too much. Like I, my, I'm not ridiculously proud of my first book, even though it's maybe my best-selling book. Yeah. And I know what it's like to not have the first thing you've done be an accurate representation of your overall yeah, abilities. Yeah, sure. So I was like, I need to move past whatever kind of first impressions aren't clicking for me and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it just immediately... They hit their stride, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I love that show, and I've seen it all the way through a couple times. Yeah. And Eugene Levy is incredible. Yeah. And he is handsome and suave. Yeah. And in this movie... He's not those things, and yet he's still magnetic as fuck. You can't take yeah. your eyes off him. No, he's he's comedy gold, and so he helps them orchestrate this this heist of the mermaid. Yeah, this is our earlier Guantanamo joke, where when the the scientists come, the actual Swedish scientists come with Doctor Ross, who's leading the government's investigation into the mermaid. And it's just John Candy pretending to fish in the tank, mm-hmm. and that's like that is the last time John Candy has ever seen outside of handcuffs and an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> because no for joke. the rest of his life, that Dude, man is in a yeah. government black site prison. For sure. And then shortly after Eugene Levy, because they're Eugene Levy and um, Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah are cruising through the city. I do like that he like gets out of the car. He yeah. has like a
0: little redemption. He's, He's like, like,
1: I'm gonna stop because they're getting chased. Yeah. He's like, I'll hold them off. Yeah. And then yeah. they
0: like, she kisses him, and yeah. then he like stands there. And the the army is like not slowing down. No, the army does the
1: whole like Austin Powers guy, like standing with his arm out, like, no, stop. And the army is just like, nah, we're going to run this guy right over. If you die, I don't give a fuck. fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I'll scrape you off the front of my (laughs) car later on. So he dives out of the way and he literally dives out of the movie. We never see him again. Although we know. From growing up in America post 9-11, this motherfucker ended up in a black site prison being forced to listen to, like, System of the Down at full volume 24 hours a day until his mind fractures. (laughs) But uh, Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks make it to the waterfront. Yeah. There's a helicopter. There's a lot of stuff going on. The army's coming. She says, come with me. He says, I can't swim. She says, it doesn't matter. Remember when you were a kid and you were in the water with me? How did you feel? And he said, I felt safe. I felt like everything was going to be okay. She's like it can be like that. Kind of implying that like her mermaid magic will make it so he can breathe well, underwater. Well, I think
0: she kisses him and then he gets his her ability. He to gets breathe like breathing underwater,
1: underwater yeah. powers. Yeah. So she, but he's like, I I can't. And she jumps in the water, turns into a mermaid, but she's sort of waiting for him, and he's like whinging. Meanwhile, there's like soldiers bearing yeah. down on him, and you know we know what will happen if yeah, they capture him, which is like to me, it's like. You're not going back to your regular life, dude. You just stole a fucking cryptid from the United States military. They're going to kill you, guy. Yeah. And they're going to torture you before they do it. Yeah. So he finally gets the fucking lead out and jumps in the water with her, but he can't swim. So he's drowning, but then she comes and saves him. There's some they, kind of neat stuff with the divers. And they kill a bunch of divers. Yeah. These, these Navy divers come down. <laughs> seal team six. It's, this was actually seal team five. This is why yeah. seal team six <laughs> is in charge now. Cause seal team five gets slaughtered by they Daryl Hannah.
0: Slaughtered by Daryl Hannah. And Tom, Tom
1: and we have a cool effect where she grabs Hank's hand and then speeds away. Yeah, I like and that. And it's really neat the way they film it. Like, I mean obviously the logic tells us that Daryl Hannah or her stunt mermaid was holding like a, a rope it got pulled away by like a jet ski or something but it really does just look like she speeds away and you're like yeah. ow mermaids are
0: fast She also like a uh, crotch kicks a guy with her tail yeah she
1: fucks these dudes up yeah she whips their masks off she's kicking them with her tail bites a
0: dude within the thigh yeah he <laughs> does he, and
1: i like to imagine that he gets him in the femoral artery so yeah that guy it just, just like bleeds out bleeds before out. he gets up to the surface <laughs> <laughs> so now tom hanks is wanted for murdering a federal agent yeah exactly and and then it's just like bam credits yeah and that's it and, and then over the credit sequence, we get the city of Atlantis. Yeah.
0: But it's I, very blurry underwater. Yeah.
1: Very blurry underwater. She's taking him to the mermaid, mermaidopolis. And I couldn't help but think, like, the this is what the MCU has done to me, by the way, Cam. I was thinking, like, this is basically a stinger scene because it's like extra story during the credits.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm thinking, oh boy. Well, they're coming for you now. Agents of <laughs> Shield are going to be hunting the mermaids in the next movie. <laughs> they're they're going to be like, they're nah. they're not going to just give up. Like yeah. now that we know mermaids are real, oh,
0: the city 100%. of Atlantis
1: is in peril. Like oh, yeah. this movie ends on a happy note, but IRL in real life, like the US Navy is sending nuclear attack submarines to fucking level that city and capture as many Although mermaids they, and mermen as you They
0: don't possible. know that Atlantis exists,
1: but they will. They'll go looking for. They'll it is what I mean, for it, because yeah. now they know mermaids are real. It's only a matter of time till they find the city. Like, yeah, everything is fucked because Daryl Hannah had to go and get that sleep Tom Hanks, with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks' penis. Yeah. She had to. Yeah, I guess if we're gonna be anatomically <laughs> correct, she had to go get that Tom Hanks penis. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie, people.
0: Anyways,
1: yeah. So, I don't know, Cameron. The question of the hour is: It a good bar movie? It's it's questionable if it's a good movie. I had a I had a fun time watching it, despite the fact that my wife was like, no to all of this as she was in and out. I still kind of enjoyed it because childhood Dylan liked it. Um, I can give you my ratings if you think. All right. I got I gave it a B plus for pacing because right about every time that it starts to be like, we've seen this, we move on to a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Rewatchability. I gave it a B. I said I'd seen it a couple of times and I feel like I know it. And yet I completely forgot the entire the world being upended by mermaids are real and the government scientists yeah uh wtf factor uh b but not always in a good way because of the hot baby category that i mentioned earlier and um the babelicious uh butt cheeks and all that stuff is going on and the weird racism casual racism and the fucked up gender politics uh is it pretty to look at i gave it a c but i actually feel like i might bump it up to a b it's very mid 80s so it's kind of like not adventurous in the way mm-hmm. it's composed, but it looks pretty good um regardless because yes. and this is me looking at it from a twenty twenty three point of view where everything is fucking filmed fake and is real sure. now. So I appreciate real things. And you
0: can see there is a lot of creative direction from Ron Howard in certain scenes. Yeah. Uh I will I like when like for example the scientist is yelling at Eugene Levy, it's like from underneath oh, yeah. The grading of the he's landing. up on another level. Yeah, know, and looking it's like, up, it's through just like up through the grading. And I thought I was like, that's kind of a creative. It's, yeah, it is it's creative. Like, so there, so there's there was a lot of like shots in it that I thought were kind of interesting to look at. You know, if, for me, that is it pretty. There is, I think there there is the Daryl Hannah of it all, mm-hmm. and then there's also like just the young Eugene Levy, young Tom Hanks of it all as yeah. well. Like, I do think that. In a bar, is it pretty to look at? That is a that yeah. is a factor. You're right. Like, You're I would, right because everybody probably... knows
1: these people. And John Candy. These yeah, are people John you these know. Are, yeah.
0: These are big names. Yeah. Now. I yeah. think as as it's pretty. I actually give it like a B. I think I think okay. it is a very pretty movie to watch. I think it is fun to watch. There are enough good angles watching these old characters kind of do some fun things. I think mm-hmm. is is fun to watch. Pretty wise. WTF factor? I actually gave it probably like. A B minus. You know, I don't think there's a lot of, like, things that, like, really take you... Unless you're listening to it. I think there are a lot of weird shit that people say in this that I'm kind of like, oh, all right. Whoa, okay. But, But like... if
1: you're on closed captioning.
0: Yeah, you're kind of like, uh... it's There's some cool parts. Like, the sunken ship. Yeah. The, you know, the naked... The nudity in this (laughs) fucking movie. Like, there, there are parts where you're just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. What is going on? Like, what is this? But, like... Not very much, and it's a lot of kind of like Tom Hanks using a lot of hands and being exaggerating. It's yeah. not necessarily a lot of WTF, in my opinion. Um, pacing, I do think this movie moves along fast. I do, I do. It think doesn't.
1: That it feels like an hour and a half, but it's actually closer to, like to you do. said, about yeah. fifty.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I do think that it it moves really well. I do think that this movie kind of like has a story arc. It yep. follows its story arc. It does a good job. It doesn't feel like it has a lot of fat on it. No, it does not. They trimmed it down yeah. for sure. <clears throat> yeah. uh, you know, I think rewatchability. Uh, I think it's probably up there. I, I give it. I gave it a a B plus. Yeah. I think. It, I think it does have some rewatchability. Like coming at it from a person in a bar. Yeah. If you're in a
1: bar and you look up at the screen and it's Splash, you're like, oh, I have seen this movie.
0: But it was a. But a it's long been a, time it's ago. been a while. Yeah.
1: But I have fond memories of it. Kind
0: yeah. of. It's yeah. sort
1: of like at least that was my yeah. feeling about it. I
0: think that probably a lot of males have fond memory of this movie. Yes. I think. Yes. I, I think. I think if you're playing to your. Yeah. To your. Uh, the to sexual the, to awakening. The, dude, to the dudes in the bar. Yeah. I think a lot of dudes have fond memories of this movie, both with the sexual awakening and just also like. The story it tells about John Candy and Tom Hanks, like mm-hmm. I think there are some things in that about like learning to love and trying to find happiness yeah. for a guy that I think was it was trying to set about
1: expectations and all this. Yeah, other stuff. all those yeah. Type of
0: things So I think there is something there. I think if you are a woman watching this movie, you're probably like, nah, I don't think I need to watch this movie yeah. ever again. <laughs> I never needed to watch it to begin with and yeah. I don't think I ever need to watch it ever this again. This
1: is a very this is a very man movie and it's funny because uh, the work I still need to do on myself, you know, in terms of like growing as a human being. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: When when we were bandying around ideas for a movie and I was thinking we should do a rom-com, I was thinking like let's do a rom-com to kind of open the show up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, beyond action movies and these big spectacles and these things we've been focusing on kind of. And I was thinking like, it's not a genre I particularly spend a lot of time on. Let's open it up. And yet it ends up being a very man movie, regardless, a very boy movie. movie. Uh, This would have been something that I would imagine could have played on spike TV a lot back in the day. Oh, hundred percent. And yet here I am like the flaws in me being exposed, you know, being like, Oh, this movie might have a broader appeal. And yet, as mm-hmm. I'm watching it, I'm like, and my and my wife, you know, is providing her commentary. She walks through the room, sexist, misogynistic, mm-hmm. fuck that guy. Like, oh yeah, you're right. This movie is not kind to the female sex. So, or it just anybody any identifying agency. as no, it just it's 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 disrespectful in the and way that it doesn't even think they're worthy of needing a and, story and to I be think, told about. And I them. think
0: that's the that's I think that's the problem of this movie. It's like. I don't think that the male characters are unrealistic. Like
1: it's just like you said, it's just that the female characters, there's nothing to counterbalance the, un, the exactly. whether or not they might be realistic. The male characters, there's nothing to counterbalance them. So it just becomes a complete focus. The focus becomes on the yeah. whims of these characters. Who rather are heroes.
0: Th- right. And they end up, they're kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, dude, people are pieces of shit and that's yeah. okay to be a piece of shit. And like, I don't think that like what says doing... the guy who owns a bar and yeah. you, you have to say that. <laughs> no, but I mean like, no, but I mean like, like we, all, everybody makes mistakes and everybody is kind of like, we yeah. all have like levels. And so like being a, being pieces, like having aspects of ourselves that we're not proud of Yeah, is normal. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that there, that is, there's something to be said about that in that movie, in this movie, in the sense, but at the same time, if you don't, if you make those people, the heroes, and there's no repercussions for like their stupidity or their debauchery then like, yeah. What are you left, left with? Then what are you left with? You're yeah. left with these guys still being the heroes. What is and the message? Like, yeah, of yeah, the exactly. Film. Yeah. And then and then it becomes misogynistic and sexist. Yeah. And so, so you just like become they become heroes.
1: That having been said, does this movie pass the bar?
0: <laughs> um, I think it. Does very barely for yeah. me like I think it's a barely past the bar you think section. it squeaks by I think it squeaks by I think I would probably turn it on you know I think the, the effects
1: the gist the premise of the, the premise movie of it seems is very bar yeah. like I agree with you I think it's a bar I think it is a good bar movie yeah I could see myself I would en- I would have enjoyed this movie more if I'd been watching it in a bar with a couple of friends yeah. And had been able to make fun of it Mm -hmm. when it needed to be made fun of, Mm -hmm. enjoy the visuals when they were satisfying and pleasing, get up and leave Mm -hmm. when I'm bored, sitting and watching it in my house, not necessarily the most enjoyable experience. Not the worst, but not the most enjoyable. Like, I... People, I liked this more than Ant-Man 3, so... (laughs) <laughs> Make of that what you will. <laughs> but there you have it, gentle yeah. listener. Dear listener, I'll say. I won't steal too much from We Hate Movies, even though I love you guys. Uh, this movie does pass the bar. It squeaks by. Maybe we
0: should, maybe we should find a female guest for the next one to go for full, full, just go full on.
1: Well, you said it, so now we have to do it. <laughs> so we'll be back next episode with a newer movie and potentially a guest to help us dissect it to determine if it passes the bar. What do you say, Cameron? Should we get out of here while we have a shred of self-respect left? Sounds good. All right. Later, everyone.